episode 25, Badass Records, Jason Fetters. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. It's good to have you. I, uh, I was, when you were asking for my address, I was like, did we, did we never even do a work with where you came and parked your car? And we, I mean, never, never been here at all. Never. Ever. No, we, we'd end up meeting a lot there at uh, <laughs> the coffee shop. Right. <laughs> Uh, I forget to, the name of it. The roastery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to date, uh, and I'm gonna be nice. Uh, the funniest thing, possibly the only funny thing, Steve Abernathy ever said. <laughs> uh, scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. So so has taken over, and uh, you know, I don't want to say. I mean, everybody has their like introductory piece, right? Like you had your serious come to Jesus <laughs> training room speech where you're like, I don't give a fuck about any of my predecessors. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about you. This is what's up. Yeah. You know? And so his was uh, like more of like a, a cheery, helpful, reinvent the wheel kind of thing. And so he's got. I mean, me as maybe the only pilot. Anyway, the, all of us are, of course, just all over the place. You know, the, the territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's his his grand idea is he wants everybody to come to a huddle with their day actually drawn out, like where you go in your car, like on Monday and then on Tuesday and. On, and and so he's going to take all this information and he's going to redistribute. And we're all going to be more economical and times, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I wind up for whatever reason on the phone with Abernathy, <laughs> and he goes, "So what's your map look like from your house to the roastery and back?" <laughs> it, it hurt me to laugh out loud at that because he's so fucking unfunny oh, just to his core yeah he dropped that on me i i, I might have had to pull over yeah. like I, I definitely snotted a little bit and he probably laughed even harder than you did he, oh he, he did ready he to did get that out. he did it was like one of those deals where he was laughing so hard and i think i was on bluetooth and i was laughing and it was so much reverberation that I, I was like do you have somebody in the car with you <laughs> uh i you're right. I would have had to pull over. I, I might have oh, pissed myself dude. on that one. It was, I mean, because he's just, you know, bald jokes, scooter jokes. You know all yeah, of them. Yeah. The fish uh, jokes. Yeah. Um, I mean, he. I talked to him on Friday. And it was just like, I mean, I've told, I've been telling him for nine fucking years. Like, dude, it doesn't require that much brain power to come up with one new witty one-liner. It's the same one. I mean, ones. study like it's a test. Like, yeah. just one. You know, just one. Go watch a Netflix series and pick something up. Yeah, I mean, steal, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, the other thing that really made me laugh, and he wasn't trying to be funny. Um, so after the Hess episode, there was a GSM, and you know, I was making the walk, <laughs> and he was coming the other direction to, who knows, um, he's like, hey, what's up? And we stopped and visited for a sec, and... Uh, um, I pulled up, I pulled it up to show him. He's like, what is that? And he's like, is that Eric Hess? And I was like, yeah, he came and did a podcast and he looked at me. And I was like, oh, I think there's maybe layers that you don't understand. <laughs> so I'll try and keep it simple. I was like, oh, I know you came up in it. He's like, 
you know, immediately like. Did you have to explain to him what a podcast was? Well, <laughs> where to get one? I just the test was the next morning, so I skipped over those pages. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we. There's I only got, so much. You got to be in a place, and I got to be at a place, and sure. I got not much time to get there. Um, and so uh, that's where I, I was like, "Oh, you came up in it!" And he, immediately, could ju- I could just see, and I was like, "Dude, like, I'm not gonna like this. Isn't to first of all, it's not all about you. Right. Second of all, I'm not. I don't have a vested interest in like skewering you. I mean, this is playful and light." Yeah. And he's like, how? And I was like, uh, well, you know, in, in Hess's lengthy run of favorite live music experiences, he listed the Eagles pretty high up there. And uh, and I go, while we're doing, I go, oh, was Abernathy there? And I thought it was hilarious. It sailed right over Hess's head. And so I repeat this back to Abernathy. And he, he's still looking at the phone and he goes, I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's like uh i didn't um i never really um went any further than greatest hits volume one and two with them i liked almost every track on both of those records but then like i had to do uh, i don't know i get i get to the age in my life where like uh, the big lebowski and yeah. fucking hate the eagles like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll 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 sacrifice whatever small slice of fandom I have to get on board with that, uh, and also it gives me just you know a quick oh, Aber- yeah. Abernathy just one hundred percent because he I mean we went to um, that guy the stack you know Burger State yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we went there for something I think it was still the stack I think I was getting it from Woods maybe and. Uh, I mean, it was one of those like days where I woke up with all the stupid fully charged and had like black pants and a black shirt on. It was like a hundred seven, uh. and we're standing in the asphalt. And I'm, I, uh. I am, I am such like shoes sticking to it, like you got gum on the bottom. When I get sick, uh, I've seen a couple TikToks actually of like a women's group, and there's a man that's like uh, the host or whatever. And they're all the whole purpose of the group is to try and convince women that men actually do get sick. <laughs> so they're listing. They're, it's like, so you might notice and they're all just shitting on their men like as heavily and aggressively oh, yeah. as they can. Uh, guilty. Yeah. Like if I get a cold, I'm like, Oh, you know, um, we're all that, which way, b- by the way, that's, that's maybe his longest running, uh, you know, oh, you, you know, he finds out. I'm, you got the sniffles, you know. But then, I've heard him say yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> but he just had COVID for a third time. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Uh. So. So we're at the stack. Yeah. In the parking lot, and this story, like, we came in and we're talking because it was uh, Bobby. Um. What's What's the pair of the uh, Talladega Knights. What's Ricky Bobby? Oh, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, the yeah, two. Yeah. It's like a dude named Ricky and a dude named Bobby. Oh, so the day I the f- work with, <laughs> I'm not even in territory. Woods takes me. He's like Ricky Bobby, and I was like, "What?" And then we go in, and I'm like, "Oh, it clicks. hilarious!" Yeah. Um, and he just would never stop. Did he, he shake and bake it too? I, I don't know, but anyway. So, um, you know, 
Woods is one of those guys like he he tries. He tries to be funny and just he's too dry. I mean, it it just, you know, every once in a while he'll catch me off guard and I'll be like, "Oh, that's fucking good, man." Yeah. But just, you know, and every time he think he can never remember. So every time he says Ricky Bobby, I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, so we pull up, and I'm it. like, you know what Woods used to call these guys? And he's like, huh? And I go, Ricky Bobby. That's pretty good. Uh, Why? Why do you, you know? <laughs> so this, so we've seen them, and t- what we've made our call, and uh, we're, we're at the counter. We're not, we're not part of a transaction. We just have turned to exit, and we're still, still standing there. And he's telling me about going to this Eagles concert. And then, like, some customers come in, and then something. I'm like, this, we're standing just right in the flow of trap. Let's, let's, you know. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you haven't forgotten how hot it is, and you can wrap this up in however long it takes us to get 15 feet to our cars. Right. I mean, it's like 17 minutes later. And I am, when I'm sick, when I'm uncomfortably hot, I am, I, I, I just am like, end it now. Yeah. Like, this is... All these people on social media that are just, you know, just, you know, hate on winter and just they can't wait. And then summer's here and they're just, you know, pigs and shit happy. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like every time I move a quarter of an inch, you know, I've got to peel my fucking scrot off my inner thigh. (laughs) I'm chafed. You know, uh, just uh, can't think straight anyway. Yeah, the gold bond that you put on earlier looks like pancake batter now. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and he's just out there. And at one point, I remember being like, is he still talking about this Eagles guy? Like, I, I checked out on so many different levels. Yeah. And fi- finally, I was like, dude, I got to go. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll tell you the rest of the story later. I'm like, no, there's no bother. We're good. I've I've heard 27 minutes of this oh, at this point. Oh my god. Uh I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> so back back to that though, you know, you talked about the difference between Hess taking over and the difference between and then my opening speech, we'll call it, right? If that doesn't personify like who Hess is, right? Hess is quirky, you know, goes with the flow. I'm a little bit I like to have a good time. But business is business, you know, work is work, play mm-hmm. is play. And if that, that conversation, cause I remember vividly sitting there with you guys and you guys were, I could tell in your eyes, you guys were like, what the fuck? Like, is this guy serious? Well, and you know, at the time, I didn't know uh, at the time, but, um, and we've talked about this, um, once or twice before, but, um, so Jason Allwood, Justin Sharon, was Blair Barr the third? Was he still? Mm-hmm. Around? He was gone by. Uh, he he was gone before I even started ever. It was Allwood. There was a third. Um, um, three at three MAs and you. Lister. Lister, right? Which <laughs> you're gonna have to come back for a different a whole episode about. <sighs> He's his own. Anyway, uh, I didn't really. Um, like I don't have any. I didn't have any personal investment. I didn't know. Justin Sharon that well. Uh, I only knew Allwood because we went to Minneapolis for Accelerator. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember if that was after you started with our group or before. Before. But, you know, I I, I don't have really a vested interest in, like, 
rooting for either one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, um, Ben, you know, uh, had an air about him when he entered the building and it felt very much like a broski, mm-hmm. you know, give my boy, whatever. It doesn't matter, but, uh, it was impossible to remove that element and like give a hundred percent to what you're saying. Yeah you know, and be like genuine and like, um, and then, and then the content, it was just kind of like, am I going to fucking shank this guy in the parking lot? <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, and it's so, so what, what else is weird is that that I vividly remember that, but so maybe that was like first huddle, but then there was like a post GSM huddle where we went, um, we were in one of those rooms on the side and that's where you were like, nice yeah and you're like uh season tickets have been in my family since 1967 and i was like who's this guy yeah like what what happened to mr wolf yeah but but i and i told you guys too i'm like look you guys are the experts right right right. i've never done that job but i know what the customers need by looking at their operations and so you guys sell let me you know just assist yeah um and it's, I mean, <laughs> and then, uh, so, so there's, there's the Abernathy, there's, there's Hess and there's you. And then there's the, uh, you know, whatever it was, 6.30 AM, uh, teams invite that had Craig and Sean and was just like, the subject line was like new district meeting. And I was just like, what? Oh yeah. 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 When, when COVID hit. Yeah. And then the realignments. Yeah. And- realignments. So it was 60 minutes. It ended up being 60 minutes and, and Craig was part of the first 30 and he's like, I got to jump on another one. And, uh, I was like, uh, um, man, yeah, I, I don't, I hope we'll, we'll see how this is going to go. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're, you're like notoriously the fire, the MA guy. And <laughs> like, if you know, I've, I've seen you hosting huddles at four on a Friday at the Opco and whatever else might just reputation of micro. He's like, man, I ain't going to do any of that shit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it hasn't been like what I envisioned. Right. But at the time I was just like, you had, so you had some, like you said, you had a reputation or he had a reputation, yeah, right? And yeah. I was um, fortunate. I, I'd only been there four or five months at the time. Right. I didn't really have a reputation. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, it's funny that like, uh, um, those, so those four of, of you and then like the ones that get omitted are, uh, the Larson era, Mm. which was like, I, I feel I have male genitalia and I feel a little unsafe, you know, like he's weird. I might, I might just do this the wrong way and then then I'm the one that's getting shanked in the yeah. parking lot. And then there was a window where there was no DSM. There was no regional. Right. And it was so Craig as VP was, you know, our direct report it was just like, well, during the time when there was no, after Hess moved over to key impact, Larson was the regional. He had recruited out to me or reached out to me to recruit me over and we were having conversations. I was going through the interview process. You're already in back in. Yeah, I'm in business okay. resource at the time. Okay. And I'm, I'm, 
I've interviewed at that time, I'd interviewed with Volmer and with Larson and Craig and then crickets. And you're just like, anybody? I'm like, what's going on here? Like, like, come on. I, and then Larson gets fired. Right. So I understand now it, it starts to click. Like, you know, my business sense takes over. Okay, well, he's gone. So they're going to hire somebody new and then let the new guy, you know, pick that, pick their person or new gal, mm-hmm. you know, whoever it is. So I've got to go back through the interview process in my mind. And so I go to Volmer and I said, Hey, I see that Larson's no longer here. What's the deal? And he says, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to bring somebody in. We think we have somebody identified and then we're going to let that person make their choice. Mm. Um, you may have to re-interview with them. You may not. They may take Craig and I's, you know, culmination of, of word. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, you know, Ben, obviously they convinced him to come over from director of business resources to be the regional. Yeah. But that was, took me three months to get that job. I mean, Sometimes they fill them fast. I mean, we just had uh, your your girl just left. Yeah. Uh, Joy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, let's see. There was. But they got her spot filled before well, she left, right? Well, um, so you're okay. So I mean, I'm like, what other position? Do, yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that one that was like a big like. There was a chunk of time, mm-hmm. uh, it felt like, and uh, they were in trying to fill it. And it was. It seemed like a lot of people were like, "I don't, I don't know what's going on," but then they did, and then Joy left, right. and it was like because I think they gave it to somebody that applied for yours but right. didn't get anyway. Uh, just weird. Like sometimes it's it's fast tracked, and sometimes right. you know. <clears throat> well, that's. But. I think when once I left. You know, I gave three or four weeks notice, and then it took another 60-ish days. So, again, another three-month process. Yeah. But, you know, in that, that district, Chantel's District 2, you know, those are two of the busiest districts, Yeah. you know, out of the out of the OPCO. And, you know, you've got to make sure you get the right person. And those are unique teams. Yeah. You know, Chantel's is m- completely different than what the team was that I left. Well, I think it's – I'm not positive, but I think it's, like – very small in numbers right mm-hmm. now too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that person is going to have to jump in and not only do the things, but get some folks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And I and, think well, and like the person that took over for me, they not only do you have such, you know, behemoths here in the city of customer groups, but you can't forget about poor old Chris Jeronin down in Sedalia and, and Ben Kempton down in Sedalia. Like that's, there's so much geography yeah. compared to the other Metro districts. So, yeah. You know, I wish her the best of luck. <laughs> uh, man, um, there's a couple of really comical, exchange, like with your replacement, you know, doing doing all the things, right? You got to circle this and yep. check that. I'm, I'm and just firing shit to Crenshaw, and he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <Matumbo> just <laughs> <laughs> Not today. <laughs> swatting shit left and right and finally she's like okay I get it I get it I mean what do you expect the guy writes $500,000 a week I know and she's like what are your penetration opportunities and what are your what prospects are you calling I was like I don't have I got normal yeah yeah like so I get it but you gotta you know it's funny you gotta know the audience yeah which you know I mean kudos to her because I think she's just going and trying to 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's take. just trying to do her thing. And yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a professional. He's going to have fun with it, though, yeah. right? We know yeah. his personality, and he's going to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And... Right, right. right. Um, you, you, so you are born and raised KC, right? Yep. Um, always been up north? No, I lived... Um, Born and born and raised up there. I had a two year hiatus uh, out in Overland Park. Okay, my freshman and sophomore year um, of high school. Uh huh. Doing what? Uh, that's where it led me to my most influential album. Okay, um, interesting. Um, but I mean, uh, I, I we've definitely uh, talked once or twice about your mom. Is your is your dad still around? Mm-hmm. And are they? still together yeah okay so there it's unique with them they when i was four ish years old um mom and dad got divorced okay and about a year and a half later two years later mom and dad got remarried wow to each other like legit paperwork yeah on both ends okay the whole deal like i was the best man you know ring bear type you know and what's your sibling situation i have one brother older uh, younger by younger. six and a half years he's okay. in the army okay um he's based uh down in fort leonard wood he's had two tours overseas dang um i was actually just down there three or four weeks ago okay and wh- how did your folks meet uh they ran in the same circles so my dad was friends with a guy who was dating my mom's cousin Okay. And so they just all ran together. So my mom went to Ruskin. My dad went to Paseo. I don't know if I knew that about your mom. Yeah. It explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and Have so, you seen... Uh, do you hear me? Have you seen this guy? Hefe? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> love that guy. I love that guy, too. I, a week ago today, I am with... Um, Tell me you met him. Sean Dam at Harry's. Okay. Uh, sitting at the bar. It's... Four or fifteen or something like that, hoping to catch Jeremy. Um, and I saw him walk by in a Chiefs jersey, and I was like, "There's no way that couldn't have been him." But uh, for I, I, I kind of half, yeah, you yeah. Know, but we we were both pretty tight on time, and had more to say than time was allowing. Sure. It was already that would have been awesome. But I was just like, and so you know, we finished our conversation. I forgot about it. Got home, um, probably had. I think I had an interview that night. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, cleaning up the kitchen, getting coffee ready, just fucking around, watching some TikToks. And he's down. There's a new place that opened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, he did a VIP treatment deal. I saw that. Yeah. Chicken and waffles. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I I was like, oh, my God. It was, not only was it him, but he's... He was recording and yeah. building content. Yeah. Um, you do that. I got to let that puppy out. Anyway, do you hear me? He's, he's uh, you know, I, I, I thought that, um, that I was really, really going to love all of his content, and it gets a little watered down. But anyway, yeah. Ruskin. Yeah, so she went to Ruskin and Southeast, <coughs> and then Dad was a Paseo. Um, not a good area. I mean. Takes us, he, he, he's taken me and uh, my oldest son down there to show, hey, like we've gone by his house, and you know, the house is, the houses are three feet apart, you know, cause they're just compacted in there and not in the best of shape, not the best neighborhoods, you know, but, uh, at the end of the day, you know, it was him. He had one brother and three sisters. Okay. And they, you know, in a three bedroom house, 
Damn. And they made the best of it. Yep. They were fortunate. My my grandfather worked at the Ford plant uh, up in Claycomo. He got a promotion into management. And they were able to buy, you know, buy a house and get out of there after high school. And, um, you know, my dad worked at Ford for a hundred years. And right. My uncle worked there and, um, I stayed the hell away. So they, um, two, two years, I mean, two years is nothing that they were apart. Yeah. Um, it's, it would lend me to, to assume that they, whatever was happening, they were able to iron out. Yeah, my, my dad was an alcoholic. Okay. Um, and cleaned up and hasn't had a drink since 85 Damn, good for him. 84, 85, somewhere in there. Okay. So. Uh, so what was the two years? Yeah, so I, um, in middle school, you know, you take all the standardized tests yeah. in Missouri, uh, MMATs and MASATs and all these other abbreviations for Lord knows what. And um, a, a school out of Michigan, a high school out of Michigan called and had gotten my test scores. They randomly purchased test scores from around the country from school districts back in back then yeah i mean so this would have been 91 ish 92 and they had purchased our lot from the park hill school district and they reached out and they're like hey we'd like to extend you a partial scholarship and see about you coming to go to high school here in michigan oh wow and i'm like for what you want me to work at the Kellogg's plant? What's going on like, up there? Like Battle Creek? Yeah, like, what, what? can I go to Ann Arbor? Like, <laughs> But, um, you know, the name of the high school was Cranbrook. Okay. Um, and, and as we looked into it, it was a school where if you go to it you and graduate, you will essentially pick what college you want to go to, and it will be on an academic full ride. Damn. Okay. And so... My parents got this notion that I was smarter than what I was. I just got lucky on a test, is what I'll tell you. Um, and so that's part- where your that's where the number one Fetters tagline comes in. You know what it is? Uh, no, I'm never the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times I've heard you say that. Yeah, but uh, so they they started looking because it was still going to be even with a partial scholarship for high school, it was going to be over fourteen thousand dollars a year. God damn. You know, and, and okay. away from home, you know, there's such, you know, I have a, a son now who is entering high school. He's going to be a freshman. And so I look at it, I'm like, there's no way in hell would I let that human go four or five states over and live by himself on a campus. Wait, that's what they're, that's like, what the family's not coming with? No. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Like there's no cuckoo like, for cocoa puffs. Yeah, I mean you have young kids, so so you'll experience it here in a few years, mm-hmm. you know. But like those thoughts and and there, my parents were like, no, we, we we can't afford that. We could we figure it out? Sure, you know, would it be great because you can go to Harvard or I, you know, Yale, any Ivy League school, all these schools, whatever. And so they Park Hill wasn't known as being a top school district at that time. They have a pretty good reputation now, don't they? They do. Yeah. They're they're top twenty five in the state now. Okay. Um. But at that time, they weren't. And so my parents looked, all right, well, where can we send you? Well, my aunt and uncle lived uh, off 135th and Mission, essentially, um, out in Leewood, mm-hmm. uh, in the Blue Valley School District. Okay. Blue Valley, true Blue Valley, the original Blue Valley High right. School. And so they, they worked a deal with my aunt and uncle where if I wanted to, I could go stay with them during the week. 
and then go to school there. It's a better known school district. They're better known, you know, their, excuse me, their academics are better at the time. So I did that for two years. So that's where the two year hiatus comes from is I went out there and, and lived with my aunt and uncle, um, went to school in Blue Valley, uh, loved every minute of it. Um, became, this is freshman and sophomore year? Mm-hmm. And then you went back? And then I went back. Why? Uh, it became too strenuous. Okay. Um, you know, I, I had three cousins, or I have three cousins, a female cousin who's a year older, and she went to, um, originally she went to Scion, then went to Aquinas. Okay. And then I had two uh, male cousins that were younger by two and three years. And we were really tight. You know, you move in with a cousin or you go, I stay with a cousin for an extended period of time. You become really tight. You do a lot of things. We, you know, the guys were playing baseball, wiffle ball, football, basketball, whatever. And it just became too much. And part of it was like for your aunt and uncle to have me. Oh, it it was too much for me because, you know, my family, we were, we were okay financially. This family is good. Okay. And so you've felt weird like I, I felt like i felt like i was taking their money oh um i felt like and and and, and i worked hard like i would always i was always hitting my mm-hmm. uncle up um, i'll never forget my freshman year me and a couple of buddies we got a limo to go to homecoming and you had a homecoming date as the new kid yeah good for you i mean i mean come keep on. going keep going <laughs> That's the number two fetter. Yeah. Um, you know, but but at the end of the day, right, right. Mahomes got this from you, right? Yeah. He, where do you think you learned the strut from? Okay. All right. Um, but I didn't have the money. And I could have asked my mom and dad, but I said to my my uncle, I said, hey, what can I do to earn whatever the, the amount of the limo was? And he, he gave me chores around the house. And so then I knew, hey, I can go ask my uncle. I'm going to earn my keep. And I saw, but I saw my cousins and they would get, you know, and rightfully so because it's their family, Yeah. but they would get things handed to them and they didn't have to work. And so that just led me feeling weird and are, awkward. Are, is this, uh, who's, who's sibling is, is it's, it? it's my mom's cousin okay. technically. So no, there nobody, you guys don't have the same last name. No. Okay. No. And so I just, I felt awkward and, and, sure. and, and. You know, as, as a sophomore, like the, the freshman year was kind of like a vacation, right? And then the sophomore year, digging in a little bit more, um, starting to mature and grow uh, mentally as much as a, as a 15-year-old kid can, 16-year-old kid can. And I, I just, just felt, I just I felt heard, awkward. I just heard Beavis's voice. Yeah, <laughs> mature. <laughs> um, and plus, I missed my, 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 yeah, my, my lifelong friends. I was just, yeah, and I mean, what about your little brother and mom and dad? And right. Did you see them every weekend? Yeah, or? I saw okay. them every weekend and, and, you know, and playing sports. Yeah. Uh, my mom wasn't working uh, at the time. Um, and so they would come out, you know, and go to football games, baseball games, basketball games, whatever the case may be. And so I would get to see them and we'd go to dinner those nights because it's not like it's, you know, three hour drive. It's a right. 40 minute drive. Right. Um, and so, you know, that led me to go back to Park Hill and, uh, you know, move back in with mom and dad. And, sure. You know, it, it was a wonderful experience that truly, truly shaped me for later on down the road and, and allowed me to be that much more prepared for college. Okay. Where, where'd you end up going? Uh, I'll call it forever. CMSU. Okay. The new age calls it UCM. And what town is that in? That's in Warrensburg. Warrensburg. Okay. Right. I mean, an hour east of here. Right. So, um, so, but, but, you know, to, 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 to kind of complete that point, how many freshmen going into, or how many incoming freshmen into college 
have ever not lived at home. Not many. Right. I and mean, so I was ready for that. It, it, I didn't perform academically sure. like I was, but I performed socially like I was. The only parallel I can draw is that at my high school, um, there was always exchange students. Hmm. And I don't feel, I mean, maybe there, maybe I, I just didn't see it, but it very seldom seemed like kids from my school were going elsewhere. It was always kids. Yeah. Um, and they always seemed, you know, I was not close with all, like just a a few. Did Mm -hmm. I know, did I even know, but you know, you'd have, have them in class or see them at a party or at the game or whatever. And it was like, they always seemed like, uh, they're doing all right, you know, doing the, doing the thing, being a high school kid in America. And in my head, there's a part of me that's like, uh, that, that seems to some degree terrifying Yeah. to just, you know, and that's not Park Hill to Blue Valley. It's over a freaking ocean. Right. Like a lot of money to get from one place to the other. And yeah, it, it, it was the, the saving grace for me that allowed me to feel comfortable from the get go was a, there was a couple of kids that lived in the neighborhood um, that we lived in that I ultimately went to school with or played sports with at school, but it was the camaraderie on the football field. Um, Cause there's still guys that I played football with there that I'll talk to on occasion or I'll run into, or we'll see each other at a golf tournament or, you know, around town. And, and so they, they really welcomed me nice with, with open arms. So and they didn't have to, did you guys have to do any kind of, what's that game on the jumbotron at the Royals where it's three helmets and which ball is it under as far as like the address and the school district? Mm-hmm. I just moved in with my aunt and uncle and we just provided it. And, but I mean, I guess you're not doing anything anyway. I mean, I've definitely... Not that I know of. Right, right. No, and and, and obviously it was less of a deal back then yeah. uh, than it probably is now. But I've heard some stories where, like, it's going fine for, like, seven years. And then somebody, mm-hmm. you know... It's, it's a huge thing right now that I'm learning about um, because of of high school athletics. Right. And so right. people are getting, and, and you can get a one year exemption if you come to a district and, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't sure. know the specific yeah. rules, but if you come to a district and say, Hey, I'm moving to your district, I need an exemption to play. Mm-hmm. And so you well, know, there, there's a lot of that or, or parents are going and renting an apartment to yeah. get their kids to a better district. And like, even within the Park Hill school district, you'll you can because my wife picks up the kids and she's always complaining because there's always Wyandotte County tags in the line. Yeah. And they have some sort of I'm going to call it an exchange program or open sure. invitation to the KCK school district and the KC Mo school district um previously which obviously didn't have its accreditation. Right. And so, you know, those kids would would come up or come east. Mhm. And so, you know, that that the shitty part about that is they're not paying the same taxes. What do you mean? Who's not? Those kids that live out in Kansas, they're not paying the same Park Hill taxes that we pay. Right. So you go, like you dig deep into it. Yes, it's great. That kid's getting a better education or better yeah. opportunity for an education. Extremely happy for that kid. Well, while their parent is paying $2,000 a year in personal property tax, I'm paying $7,000 a year. Yeah. Of which 
800 of it's going to the school. They're not paying anything to the school yeah. and they're getting to reap the benefits. Well, there, there are a couple times it's a whole where, systematic yeah, thing. no, where, where, uh, you know, uh, whether it's somebody rats or there's a goof up or whatever, and all of a sudden gone. Yeah. And, and the young mind, it's like, man, just let them, let them do, you don't think about that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, I mean, really fascinating and, and to be discussed if necessary in, in greater detail off camera, but, uh, there are two new hires in the group. Uh, and one of them was in my car Wednesday, um, born in one. Wow. And I've got some like that on my team in Colorado. Um, there's, uh, a lot of like, um, and this, this is not me receiving any, it's totally me putting this projecting it a lot. It would appear there's a, a lot of interest to eventually be an influencer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, but, uh, grew up, uh, where you were just saying your wife would see those plates and, yeah. the, and then hit the highest. And then it was like shift to, um, a Catholic or a private school over there. Yeah. Uh, and with three years of social work, you know, mm-hmm. over there for me, uh, and being in the community in right. homes and like, I know, I know that I know Turner mm-hmm. and I know, you know, so I was like, where would you, you know, where do your folks? Oh, okay. I know. So what's, what high school would that have put you at? And she was like, wind out. I was like, Oh my God, no, you can, you can't, yeah. you can't go there. Like not walking around as that human, like <clears throat> it's really crazy, but um, I was for a, a short while, um, on a hockey team, not my hockey team now. And for the last, I don't know, 10 years, the white Russians. Okay. And so we, a lot of Lebowski jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for a short spell, I was on a team called the silver bulldogs, which is all hockey dads. Um, before that I was on a team that like lasted a season. We went winless. Mm-hmm. And then disbanded and they just kind of plucked, you know, so they put me and uh, one other guy on this, this team and they were like, you know, okay, like whatever. Uh, And when that session was up, they were like the, the captain of that team, who's not like a typical Northlander, but uh, he reached out to me and was intelligent and reached out to me and was like, can you tell your buddy like we're good? And I was like, what? Like, how is that my responsibility? Like that is awful. Yeah. Um, and then I played one more session and then he was like, we're also good to me, you know, Uh but, um, and it was, it was fair. It was, uh, I was just at the point where I could, uh, I mean, I, I was, I had three skates a week, so I was I was just at the point where I could hang in the B league, right? Okay. Um, and, but they're all much better. Sure. Um, but they're also like that dude, three sons, and they had an RV or, or have an RV. And Friday they would go mm-hmm. to the caves, park the car, get the RV, and they're on the road mm-hmm. for hockey anyway. Um, I, I got a little bit of a third hand, you know, look into youth hockey and KC and there at the time there was a lot of drama involved. Like, 
you know, this rink represents this group and blah, blah, and they're fighting and draw anyway, uh, amongst many, the many stories that I heard in the locker room, there was somebody from that circle whose boy was legit, like really good. Mm -hmm. And so by the time that boy was finishing sixth grade, they were like, we got to figure out what we're doing. And so the decision was made that mom went up to St. Paul, Minneapolis, got a place. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he stayed through eighth grade and then mom and son went up and, um, you know, they're turning in all the things and doing all the, and then they, and then once the community has an awareness, they're like, Oh hell no. Right. Get. And whoever makes the rosters and just like completely blackballed them. And they had to come home. Like it was like, you're not taking one of our kids roster spots. Like our whole life, it's like, damn. Wow. Okay. Um, anyway, um, luckily I didn't experience that. Um, I mean, I was a starter as a freshman as, on just on the freshman team okay. um, for football and for basketball. Okay. Um, baseball, I was one of the top two pitchers on the team. Got some JV time. Um, but you know, it it was a deal where everybody knew I was there for education right athletics was just ancillary yeah um but you know i I ended up that year was the first so we were coming off of i think we were two or three years removed from brian schottenheimer being the quarterback of the varsity team okay and leading them to a state title Um, he has a is he a coordinator by now yeah uh houston I don't know where he went. Yeah, he's he's, been, he's, he's around. kind of bounced around. Yeah. He's in the league somewhere. Okay. Um and and so, you know, Blue Valley was How many times a year do you think somebody approaches him with the Gannon Gerbach shit? Remember that bullshit your dad did? Yeah. Oh. But, you know, we, we were we were ascending as a program. Sure. And uh we were the first freshman team to go undefeated. Um we actually bumped a JV game. Because we were undefeated, and it was the first year of Blue Valley Northwest. They were undefeated. And it was the last game of the year. So they bumped the JV game, put us on Thursday night, I think it was, instead of the normal Wednesday, Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, whatever it was. Put us on Thursday night on the main field. We weren't up on the trashy freshman field that gets used for everybody. And, you know, so we're on the, the varsity field, and we packed the stands, and we won seven to nothing. Just an absolute dogfight. Wow. And, and was, you know, just an awesome feeling to, you know, be on that, you know, on that team. and Thursday Night Lights. Yeah, Thursday Night Lights, right, as a freshman. You know, I, I never, you know, because as, as a sixth grader, I started playing football. Okay. As a seventh grader, I played football. As an eighth grader, I told the coach to go fuck himself because I had been a tight end. I'm not the fastest guy in the world. Hands, catch, run, get five, ten, seven, eight yards, whatever, right? Well, I was also a pitcher in baseball. So I had dreams that I wanted to be a quarterback. Sure. So the coach said, I said to the coach before, you know, during tryouts, I said, hey, I want to try out for quarterback this year because you're my tight end. No, I, I know, but I want to see what I have. Yeah. Let me have a I chance. I want you to see what I have yeah, also. Absolutely. And so he goes, all right, well, you know, go get loose, 
I'll put you through some drills. You'll compete against the other, you know, two or three quarterbacks, whatever it was. We'll see how it is. So we go and, and you know, they, they run the route tree. And so we're hitting, hitting that. He's like, all right, well, let's see how good your arm is. Let's everybody throw, let's have a throw off. So we throw it, you know, and I threw it, I don't know, 40, 45 yards. Um, but I had tight end shoulder pads on. Mm. They had quarterback, but, you know, there's a difference sure. in the depth of your pads. How far did they throw it? Um, around the same. Okay. We were all about the same. Um, then we had, he said, all right, well, now you guys got to sprint. And I said, for what? Because we're not an option team. We either hand it off to our running backs or we fake it to our running backs and hit our tight ends or our wide receivers on slants. Is he like timing you guys? Yeah, he wanted us to run 40s. This isn't like, you know, run down to the goalpost. No, 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 no. And I said, I I don't agree with that. You know that they're going to beat me and my my dreams are done. I don't even have a fair chance here. And he goes, well, that's the point. And I said, well, you and your son, because his son was a quarterback. he had already made it. Okay. I said, you guys do me a favor, take these pads and go fuck yourself. And I walked off the field. Well, my dad is a very, very straight arrow human. Like, hates confrontation. Um, Like, you can't get him to return a t-shirt to Walmart type deal. And he's looking, he's on the sideline, or he's in the car, and he gets out and he's walking over and he's like, what's going on? And I told him, and he goes, are you sure that's your decision? And I said, yeah, I I don't need this team. And so I quit. Oh, wow. Okay. And then went back out and, you know, and when, when I got to Blue Valley, they asked what position. Well, I wasn't going to say quarterback because I didn't know, you know, the proper mechanics of a drop back. I didn't know, you know, sets, you know, play calling, shifting. I didn't know all of this right. stuff. I knew, I knew a tight end. I knew a defensive end. I knew how to play safety. Let me play that. Okay. And it worked out because we, we had a great running game. We had, we, we ran a lot of uh, naked bootlegs hitting it. I mean, I've, you know, I couldn't tell you my stats, but I had a ton of catches that year for nice. for a freshman team. You know, cool. probably 30, 40 catches in ten games. You know, I'll take it. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was my first uh, endeavor into realizing that um, I'm okay with confrontation, mm. and I'm okay challenging the status quo okay. or challenging. Did you actually curse? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's that's ballsy. I mean, for a kid that young, I you know. It, it led to, so, you know, when, when you called or texted, I think you called and, and you were like, you know, telling me what you're doing here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I've always been supportive of, of, you know, your separate adventures, whether it be the hockey or even though I think I probably told you you're an idiot because you did hurt your back at, at one point and many times, um, yeah. you know, wh- whatever. But, you know, I was flattered that you're like, Hey, I'd, I'd like for you to come on and I want to know what your most influential album is. Yeah. And I, and I told you at that time, I don't, I don't even think. I thought about it very long, but I told you it was the chronic. Yeah. Cause well, that came out in that time frame. Yeah. Um, and there've been, it's very fascinating to see, I suppose this is true in, in most walks, but, uh, it's been fascinating to see where, where, what, you know, what avenues you see camps sprout up in like, uh, there have been people who, oh man, I got to think about it. Mm-hmm. How could you, it's like asking me to pick my favorite kid and, you know, and if you needle them enough, they'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, there's people that um, are legit, like, let me think about it for a second and then 
and they're like, bam. And then there's people that it's, it feels like they've been waiting for somebody to ask that. They're just like, here, I'm like, what, what? Okay. And in the test already. Um, but, um, what, I mean, going back to your folks, I mean, were they, were they listening to music? When you were younger, when you got you and your brother growing up, yeah, I, I remember they always had the radio on. Sure. Um, my mom was uh, oldies ninety five. Okay. Um, I don't even know if that station's still around. I mean, it, it, now it's playing ninety stuff that we grew up sure. on. Sure. Uh, my dad always listened to top forty stuff. Okay. Um, and if, if he if he didn't have top forty on, he had one hundred three jams on. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um. Every once in a while, like if my mom was going to be in the car, he'd put the oldies 95 on. Um, and so I don't know if he was listening to that because, you know, he grew up, well, James Brown was his guy. Nice. And, you know, he's got the vinyls, uh, you know, at the house. And so, you know, he grew up listening to more uh, upbeat hip hop type sure. music. How old are your folks? Uh, born in the Seven. early to mid 50s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're like probably late sixties now. Late sixties, okay. early seventies. Gotcha. Um, my dad turns seventy in a month. Okay. Um, you know, so that, that's what they listen to in the car, and so it just kind of, you know, bled to me. I listened to all kinds, but I kind of always gravitated towards the hip hop. So, did you uh, eventually um, were you seeking out? You know, um, were you were you listening to the radio privately, or were you going to the record store and buying cut tapes or CDs? Um, you know, in that like you know sixth, seventh, eighth grade, no, really, uh, high school, probably eighth grade. I started to uh, really build a CD list. Oh, okay. Um, I joined the BMGs Man. and whatever the other one was. Shouts out to my credit score. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it all began. Right, right. The demise, yeah. right? Um, and so I started to do that. And like, uh, you know, that, that I had money because I would mow lawns yeah. and, and, you yeah. know, whatever. And so it wasn't a big deal. Hey, mom, I need this. Here's the money. And like, that's how I was brought up. Like, you always have the money before you buy it. Sure. Uh, and so, you know, that's when it started. It was probably around end of seventh, beginning of eighth grade. Um, I can remember going to the in the summer between seventh and eighth grade going to the um state baseball tournament down in columbia oh and we were in a van as a team or half a team i don't remember Mm -hmm. that piece of it but i can remember i had just gotten a discman nice and i had the old foam headphones you know we didn't have nice ones like these or beats by dre or any of that stuff and i can remember just sitting there and just you know i had just gotten the uh uh my first bmg deal and so i had you know whatever came in on it i don't sure remember. um so i was uh i mean um uh, my my dad had um he had a couple of van like full-size vans in the early 80s and each had an eight track okay and yeah. so he had a little i don't know mini briefcase of like 24 in there and uh, there were some records around, but my mom, you know, for when we were real little, it was it was seventy one WHB, which was the the oldie station, and then and then we kind of just eventually sort of became a Fox family. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it's on in her car, it's on in my car, it's on in my room. So, you know, there was a there was a pocket where uh, I mean, 
with the ushering in of the Carl and Marty era, mm-hmm. um, I learned, and, and by, by the way, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm at this point, you know, uh, I'm raised pretty heavily Royal. Um, but now I'm like, hold on. Sure. I got a whole fucking thing. And so I'm, I'm pretty sh- with it. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not quoting like career stats from, you know, Dale Carter right. or, but, but I am, you're quoting I'm blue a, blockers and leather <laughs> trench coats. <laughs> I, um, I am uh, very aware of uh, the current team and a little bit of the history, and I'm uh, a pretty good awareness of you know who's where around mm-hmm. the league. Um, and around that time, I started realizing like most, if you know, most if not all of the. Uh, play-by-play and the color commentator guys are just shitting all over us. So we had a decent pocket where it was like, um, sound down Fox up. I mean, back in when Harlan was still calling games. And then of course, you know, Mitch comes in and it's like, how are we ever going to find somebody better than Harlan? It's like, Oh, wait just a minute. You know, hold the phone. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, uh, I'm, cutting grass and babysitting and bike into the tape store mm-hmm. and, uh, doing, um, Columbia house and BMG yeah. just all, at any, um, but I, but I was building, you know, um, you know, my own copies of a lot of what you're hearing on the Fox, but I'm also fill I'm plugging in some gaps with some, you know, some one-offs that don't get a lot of airplay. Um, and eventually, somehow, some way, um, uh, Easy Does It mm. makes it in, and then all of a sudden, Two Life Crew and and Too Short, and you know, I I, I amassed quite a bit. Uh, but by the time I'm like junior and senior, um, I'm, I'm I'm back in this classic rock pocket, but I'm I now have you know. You broaden your horizons. A three-story collection, you know, and not just a, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I have a lot of um, rap and hip-hop staples that I love and listen to, but mm-hmm. it, but I'm not growing that, you know. Uh, and then I, I went. I wound up going to Pittsburgh State, um, and that's kind of where I first really started listening to Fish and the Dead, and I'm <clears throat> just not, you know a hundred percent aware of what's fresh and new and on the scene. Sure. Um, and I don't think, I, I mean, I think it was 95, 96 even, um, before I had a, a, a solid awareness of the chronic as an album. Okay. I mean, like, cause it came out in 92, I think it was 93. 92 let's go back 92 92 um and um you know so i i have like my little collection of folks that i'm hanging out with and down in pittsburgh but i also pinned a house so i've i've got another little social pocket where i'm hanging out with these people um but i'm also kind of becoming friends with some of the freshmen that are on the 
if they're not already on the football team, uh, they're they're you know fast tracking their way. Yeah. Um, and so whenever I was hanging out with that group and and partying with them, um, was when you know like I knew. Um, I don't think I knew Let Me Ride then, but I mm-hmm. definitely knew nothing but a G thing. Um, and so you had G thing, you had Let Me Ride. And what's the other one? What's the other huge one off there? Gen- no, Gen and Juice isn't on there. Um, anyway, um, I definitely remember being either out at the bar or out at parties and seeing this is the first time that I'm seeing like, you know, the blurred out oh, like yeah. pot leaf yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and there's now, it's now a pretty common thing where you, you gotta, we gotta produce two versions of that song, mm-hmm. one for MTV mm-hmm. and the radio and one for, and just being like, you know, it was kind of like I looked up and then the, th- the, th- that record or p- portions of that record had kind of steamrolled the whole fucking country. And I was kind of like yeah. wily coyote, just peel myself off flat. Like what? Yeah. What just happened? You're still, are you four years younger than me? I'm 74, 79, 70. Okay. So, I mean, you're still like, I mean, you're doing your somewhere in the mix. You're doing your, I left Park Hill yeah. for two years, but you're still kind of in the, in the bubble mm-hmm. of, of home, so to speak, which I think lends be if, I don't know. It lends itself to a larger awareness, maybe, of the world. Yeah, or, like or maybe not. I don't know. Well, so so, you know, I was at that time. My both my parents worked, mm-hmm. um, and we had a babysitter, my brother and I, and she didn't give two dams. I mean, she was an older lady. She mm-hmm. made sure we ate. She made sure we didn't get you know if we if we hurt ourselves. She made sure we got a band aid on it. Right. right? Um, and so Park Hill was just more diverse and, and that's what really led me, you know, plus my dad always listened to, like I said, he listened to the, you know, mix 93 or whatever it was at Mm -hmm. that time, whatever the top 20 music was. And so, you know, I was always diverse. Well, then you transplant a human who is diverse in their thoughts, diverse in their background into an area of for the most part, a bunch of kids that were fed with a silver spoon. Yeah. And I was at, at first like, you know, because football started before school started. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I, I was able to make a couple of buddies and, and things like that. And then school starts. Well, who's the new kid? Well, the new kid doesn't wear the same, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch or, or whatever the, the hot trend was at that time that, that we do. I was wearing, you know, Walmart clothes. Yeah. You know, t-shirts, jeans, whatever. Well, I, I was, I mean, JC uh, Penney was our, was our go-to. We were, yeah, hundred percent. We were, uh, our big thing was, uh, not only acid wash jeans, but tight rolled. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, I mean, I didn't do more that. than once bleach in the bathtub mm-hmm. on, on a pair of jeans. And like, it was like, Oh shit. That, yeah. That didn't, that didn't work at all, but I can't not wear them. Right. I mean, it's, my mom doesn't have, can't replace them. It's like, I was, you can't fix it. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> I was doing just fine as a nerd, yeah. you know, or whatever. 
and now I've put myself in a situation where people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, like, so, so I go walking through, you know, through the halls. A, I draw attention because I'm new. Because mm-hmm. all these kids grew up together. I mean, it was a small school. There was only... Well, it's a pretty young district, or, right? At that uh, time. No, not that school. That school is the oldest school there. This is the original Blue Valley? Yeah, off 151st and God knows what. It's part of USD 512. With the Shawnee Mission, or no, it's its own district. Yeah, it's its own district. But how long has it been around? Mm, probably the seventies. Okay, I okay. would imagine. Anyway, it, um, it just felt like for the longest time there wasn't anything past one hundred and third and Mission, right? And then it was just like, you yeah, know, and I don't even—I don't even know how where it stuff just blew up, right? Like on my way to school, I would drive by on the bus the owner of Arthur Bryant's. Oh wow! He was right down the street. Next door to us was a Comets player at the time. Oh, funny! Who who moved here from England? Like he was a professional soccer player wow. in England. Moved here and played for the Comets. Um, just passed and neighbors with the owner of Arthur Bryant's was the owner of Westlake Hardware. Okay. And went to school with the the daughters. Um, you know, so I, I go from a modest twenty four hundred square foot home, sure, to a six thousand square foot home. Uh, you know, like I like I was saying earlier, I walked these kids, down. These kids grew up together. Yeah. You're the new guy. Yeah. And so I'm walking down the hall, but I've already made friends. Yeah. You know, from the football team, like I said. And, and these, these other people are like, you know, it's the whole lean in yeah. and, and hold your mouth up yeah. and whisper, hey, what's this guy? Yeah. Yeah. What's his story? Hey, he's got a nice butt. <laughs> you know, what, what whatever. And... So they, they, then it started to come out and, and I was playing football and I was, you know, on the field and they were, you know, cause it was big support for the athletics out there. I mean, sure. the, the student body supports all, all ages. That's cool. And, and it was really cool. And so people start to see, oh, he's not just a body feel like that's why these guys know him. He's on the field. He's helping contribute. And then we get to basketball season and we were God awful at basketball. Oh, really? So when I played up North, I was a point guard or, or a two. Because I was one of the shorter guys, and I was five ten, five eleven at the time. Well, maybe six foot by this time. I go down there. We've got one guy that's over six foot. He's like six three, but he maybe weighs as much as this microphone. <laughs> okay, so not not very big. And they're like, "Hey, you need to play the post." I'm like, "I'm a guard. I do my business out out there. Right. I'll, I'll drive." Tell big boy to just keep his hands up. Right. They're like, no, you got to get down on the post. So I'm like, all right. So I go and I learn post moves and, you know, drop steps and, and and I work at it. But again, the student body is seeing it. And they're like, he's from the Northland. He's a thug. Oh, for Pete's sake, for real? Yeah. And so. Okay. Because you know me and, and, and this will make sense to you because you know me. In my mind, I'm going, all right, these people think they know who I am without asking me. So one of the big, huge hip hop uh, acts at the time was Crisscross. Yeah. So I showed up after a basketball game the next day. Uh, like which one's the Mac Daddy and which one's the Daddy Mac? <laughs> <laughs> but I showed up the next day wearing a jersey, turned around, basketball jersey, a Shaquille O'Neal jersey, turned around, jeans turned around. So I was totally crossed out, like they like their album, and just completely played to it. Well. Where the chronic came into play was that was my go-to. Like on the way to football games, I'd be in the back of the bus on my own. Something just the the beats to the songs. Let me ride. I mean, that's just 
and it hit me back in 90, you know, 92, 93, whenever I was a freshman out there, you know, I have friends, but I don't really have like close friends out there. I got my buddies still back up North, but I don't see them now, you know, on the regular. And so I had to dive into music because what, I mean, sure. I hang out with my cousins and everything's hunky dory and we get dinners and all this other stuff. But when you're on that bus, you know, going to school, coming home from school, uh, going to football games, coming home from football games, you know, you're on that bus. That's all you got. Well, that's the only CD. I didn't want to bring my big back of CDs sure. and all that stuff. So I'd load it into my Discman, put it in there, put it on, and I'd listen to that thing on repeat. Wow. On I mean, Okay. And there there were times where, where, where I'd listen to just, you know, Let Me Ride or um, nothing but a G thing. I'd just listen to that on repeat. Yeah. And that would get me in the mode. And, and we're going, funny story about football is we pull up to Sumner Academy. Uh, smart Kid School but in the inner city. Yeah. And these all Caucasian from blue Valley to see the look in their eye as we're driving this bus. And then we get to the parking lot. Right. And there's armed guards like Casey K Casey. I don't know which one it was, but police armed police with, you know, machine guns meeting our bus to walk us to the field. It was like when we pulled up, everybody stopped, did one of these and looked to the back of the bus and waited for me to get up and lead us off. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And like, I'm like, guys. It's cool. He's got the chronic in his system. Yeah. Like. Don't shoot us. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, it's like one of those things like, all right, well, you guys think this is who I am. I'm going to play to it as well. Not only do I like, you know, the music because I just, it gets you in that mode. Like you want to go out there and just. You know, in, in football, you have you have people that want to go and they just want to boom, boom, yeah. boom, hit, 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 right? You've got your heavy metal, you know, thinking of the program and the guy that, yeah. you know, headbutts the lockers and all that stuff. You know, that wasn't me. I, I wanted to get into just being loose because the more loose I am, the more reactive my body can be. Sure. And so it hit me and that's that's where it sunk in. Mm. And, and so then from then on, you know, because that's the first game of the year. I told you earlier we went 9-0. and Yeah. So any away game... I was always in the same seat in the back, always walked out, let us out. And and sometimes we had to go into the locker room and dress out. Sometimes we had to, you know, already have our our shells on and just throw shoulder pads on, whatever. But it just kind of led to it. And, you know, that's what helped me get through that year of, like I said, I've got friends and and I still talk to those guys on occasion. And, and, you know, but at the beginning as a, as a, you know, young 14, 15 year old kid, going into a brand new environment. That's rough. That's all I had. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't, you know, whenever I'm getting ready for the, I'll, I'll just look up a few things. Um, <clears throat> anything that I write down <clears throat> for the most part, I didn't know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just interesting tidbits to bring up. Um, I've had a couple of folks be like, man, I don't, I didn't know. I was like, I didn't either. I don't know. This is not like, you know, we're not, this isn't a pissing contest or anything like that. But, and (laughs) I didn't know until I got ready for this, that the cover is an homage to zigzags. Yeah. And I I was like, what? And then later I saw a side by side. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) Like, I mean, I bought bought a lot of those back in the day. Like you would think, probably because I always bought oranges and there's a different looking picture. But you want to know something that's ironic, though? 
So the chronic. Mm -hmm. And I've never smoked weed in my life. Ever? Not once. I think maybe you did tell me that. Not once. Wild. Um, Always around it. Yeah. Buddies that, that did it, buddies that believed in it, buddies that sold it, you know, whatever. But I, I, I was encouraged to do it by my mom. Right, right. I, that's I, how we've talked about that's that, right? How, yeah, and and it was just to to. She's like, "Hey, it'll mellow you out. Like, you know, it'll calm you down." Because I was always just go, 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 sure. go. And you know, my kids have done that now, but never, never had a desire. I've I've had, I couldn't tell you how many contact highs. Sure. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like they're they're legit. Like we we went one of the best concerts I ever went to was um, Lollapalooza. Okay. At Sandstone, which will forever be Sandstone right. to oh, me, hundred percent. And Snoop was there. Okay. So this would have been, what, 96-ish, somewhere in there. And we're rolling in a buddy of mine. He's got a, an old K5 blazer. So just a big, full-size blazer from okay. the 70s. And he's got a big speaker box in the back mm-hmm. and with, you know, 12s on it or whatever. And at that time, I was big into alcohol. I was 17, 18. Mm-hmm. My my drink of choice, because it was the summertime, was we would take and make pitchers of Kool-Aid. Only we wouldn't put water. We would just fill it with vodka. Oh, shit. And then extra sugar, stir it up. Bing, bang, boom. We're done, right? Wow. So we we make a couple pitchers for the ride. Well, we're driving out there. I'm in the back. I'm cool with that. And they start passing around, you know, joints that are, you know, six inches long. Sure. And, and, you know, an inch in diameter, it seemed like at the time. And they're passing them around the whole time. And it's a 20, 25 minute drive from yeah. where we live. Yeah. And so we, they open up the back for me and I literally fall out. Cause I'm like, whoa, like <laughs> faded and, and not just from the alcohol. Cause yeah. that I can control. Like sure. I, I, I have very good tolerance of that. Yeah. But. Wow. Other stuff. I mean, I've heard plenty of people, you know, but, uh, uh, I I don't know. I guess same thing in college too because we lived. I lived at at one point. I lived in a, a townhome of four, and I lived in the basement. And the side dividing wall where it was to the back wall, there was like an inch and a half separation. We're just settling, so there was a hole. Well, our neighbors, that's where they would smoke, would be in the basement. And my bed, because the way the basement was set up, was on that wall. There was nowhere else I could put it, and they would always blow the smoke in there, and so. I slept like a baby this semester. That's funny. Um, so, a handful of months ago, um, April, somewhere around there, I'm a, it's a Saturday, and I've got my boy uh, in the barber chair. Mm-hmm. Naturally, he, I mean, he, he does like this gal probably better than the rest, but hers is at the end of the row, and there's a TV right there, so... <laughs> Um, but we're sitting there and, you know, she's cutting his hair and he's trying to keep his head facing forward, but he's also watching TV, whatever is on, I think it was maybe an, an NBA game cuts to commercial and there's a, it's a Corona commercial with Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. and my, he's eight. He goes, dad, Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, how weird yeah. that my, eight, like, he's so like, you go from this time period where we're like, wait, what? What a global icon he has become. Exactly. Exactly. And so I was like, yo, we got to, you know, um, it's not going to be pretty, but you got to hear at least one, one track. Yeah. And, uh, so we get in the car and I open my Apple music 
grayed out. And I was like, wait, what? Like this, and it took me forever to find to go to YouTube and find a. This. I was like, oh, this isn't even the version that I wanted you to hear. Yeah. Uh, so I like look it up and um, Doggy Style and the Chronic pulled. Really? Because they made them NFTs. Because Snoop's got some yeah. new endeavor, and let's just like see. Like you can look. I, wow. I've, I've only checked Apple and Spotify. Sure. Um, but I'm assuming whatever the other streaming services are that they're gone from there too. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, what a uh, wild world. I know. I know. I mean, I still don't, don't even really know what that, what an NFT is. I've Uh, tried to look it up. My son's, you know, I've got the 15 year old, he's almost 15. He's tried to explain it to me. I'm like, dude, I don't get it. Yeah. I said to me, it sounds like an online baseball card Mm -hmm. that I would trade. I said, here's what I want you to do is I want you to go and you'd go design them. Right, and you go make some money yeah. for me. <laughs> and while you're out I got there, a lot of shit to pay for. While you're out there designing it, try and figure out what Bitcoin is and tell me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Shiba and Doge yeah. and all these others. Um, but uh, this, uh, you know, I've always felt like, and I've never looked into it, but I've always felt like that this record um, was the birthplace of the interlude. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, oh, those skits. I know it's been done, but never like this. No, I mean, there's a couple um, that you know. They're, I mean, they're all worth mentioning, but the most famous, of course, is Twenty Dollar Sack Pyramid. To me, I mean, I'd argue these nuts. They, I know, but it's I. I was shocked to learn this, and maybe this is because I'm listening on YouTube. Uh, I've, I've I've got it playing you know, a full album uh-huh. playing on YouTube and I've got an, another page open with the track listing. Uh, the way that it appeared was these nuts is like a four minute, 53 second long song. Uh, so you, you get that little, Hey, yeah. what, Hey, what's your name? Give back. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then it boom into it. And I was like, I always thought it was, you know, yeah. a 56 second. Anyway, I mean, I've al- I've always uh, gravitated towards, um, but I love the twenty dollars sack. But but n- I mean, there's so many like I mean, just to open it up and say you know the guests Bootney Lee Farnsworth oh. and uh, uh, you know oh oh oh, oh sh- shit the inbox is saying to get yeah, the pussy yeah. you know uh, uh, oh 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 bitches I want to fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what but what's what's crazy is. Like at the time, put yourself like I could always see because I again I had the time on the buses and and in the cars, I put myself in those shoes like I could see that like I was watching it on TV yeah. even though I wasn't yeah. watching it on TV yeah. and so, I mean, so good just and 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 you know to to be sitting there and all of a sudden you're you know you're jamming jamming and then twenty dollars sack pyramid and then you're busting up laughing everybody kind of turns because nobody else had Walkmans or headphones right. like right. those kids I mean for all the money they had, they, they Weird. were, they were talking with each other. Oh, wow. Like, which I appreciate, but you know, they grew up with each other. It is what it is, yeah. whatever. Um, it also occurred to me that, um, I mean, I could, I could go on at length for, uh, things that, uh, a category that I would say I would consider Dre as the pioneer of and it would be probably a pretty lengthy list. I don't know how accurate it would be, but um, the transitions, the musical transitions in "Let Me Ride," mm-hmm. you know, you got this 
this beat that's going along and you kind of got that that sort of high pitch synth yep. and then all of a sudden shit just and you get don't don't you know yeah uh just a lot of really cool uh well think think about from a dj perspective you know what what came after him think about manny fresh i don't even know who that is so he was with um the guys down in, out of New Orleans, um, Little Wayne and all those guys. Okay, okay. So he produced all the music for them. Okay. So if you go listen to theirs, there's a lot of that where it's slow, 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 boom, then it just hits you right square in the mouth. Sure. Um, yeah, but this is like... But his was more classical because of what his background precisely. was. Yep. Um, you know, with... if Have you watched... Um, what was the name of the damn movie they did about him? Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. And so, you know, if you watch at the beginnings of, of what he and Red are doing and they're going to these weddings and going to that nightclub where they're having to play classical type music, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what he's pulling from and, and that's what he had at home. And then he evolved it. Yeah. I and, mean, next level, so many things that it was it becomes hard to keep track of how many things did he next level. Right. Uh, and, you know. Uh, and an evaluator of talent. Don't let that slip through. Well, I mean, 100%. Uh and I mean, I think it's pretty universally known that this is sort of the the springboard, the introduction to Snoop. Mm-hmm. But I think it's often overlooked that you also get Nate Dogg, Warren G, yep. Daz, Corrupt, and the DOC. I mean, really become yep. uh, much more familiar names. Right. Um, more mainstream. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't have regulators. No, no, I know. Which is, I mean, if that's not white girl song, I don't that, know what it is. You know, yeah. that little synth riff is straight influence from what yeah. Dre's doing in the studio yep. of, uh, in the movie, but also in real life. God, my eyes are going bad. I can't read all this. Um, <laughs> there's uh, a track called The Day the, the N-Words Took Over. Yep. Uh, still to this I think has has always and still scares me a little bit like yeah. I mean it's just straight it's up aggressive. aggressive like man it makes me want to go to the blinds and peek yeah. all right cool everything's good you know what I mean like um I mean I don't know again nothing but a G thing I mean you get the blurred out logo and the the bouncing mm-hmm. you know whatever Impala I mean just the like I don't know. I'm looking at this, you know, the snippets of this video and the cars and the partying and the girls. And it's like, I'm aware that I'm watching a video that was made for MTV, et cetera. But I also kind of feel like this might be how they Oh, that's a hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. Like, um, my life doesn't look like that no. at all. Like I gotta, I gotta knock off uh 10 speed in the garage that, you know, I'd, keep me in to buy some paint so I can paint over the fact that it's not really a recognizable name <laughs> right. brand, you know, uh, keep a hammer to just scratch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, so, so if that, it, that, that video though, like when, when that video came out, it opened up the rest of America. It opened up the eyes of the rest of America to what life truly is like because that, that could be a Tuesday. Yeah. Right? I mean, for for most of America that wants to, you know, party or have a good time, 
Friday night, Saturday, right? Yep. Maybe Sunday. You know, Sunday fun day is the big, big thing that's been going on for what three or four years now, right? Mm-hmm. And but that that's everyday life, mm-hmm. and what a life it was. Well, I mean, like, I think that that is true because, uh, I mean, the like, why the fuck not? Yeah, like, you look around and you know if you're not seeing uh folks folks lives come to an end or hearing about it mm-hmm. or are actually hearing it i mean so yeah no absolutely not? like and i mean he uh and the adversity that they that was faced he so he dropped out um he was um his <laughs> his absences in high school uh jeopardized his position as a diver on the swim team Dre? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I didn't either. But I mean, I knew a little bit about Snoop, but I didn't know about that. Right. About Dre. Um, you know, so like, uh, just lots of lots of stuff seemingly happening uh, very young, mm-hmm. like partying, dropping out. I mean, he's he's got he's he's got a kid or two. I mm-hmm. mean, like. Um, well, and think about so so go back to the talent talent evaluation piece that I that I talked about was look what I mean he had Ice Cube yeah and put him to the forefront he recognized that you know if you watched like you said you watched straight out of Compton Easy E had nothing to do with the music other than he was fronting the money for it uh yeah I mean Dre produced Dre forced like, him to go do that and it just hit yeah well I mean Dre, Dre with a little bit of help produced almost all of that record. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he didn't, he just had somehow he had the skill and the wear. I mean, he was in some, uh, I didn't write down the name, but he was in another outfit before NWA yeah. for like 85, 86. Yep. I forget the name of it too. Um, but Red but was in there, but he just like, I mean, there, I think it's a, it's almost a perfect storm of like picking up shit and having a natural mm-hmm. gift, a knack. Um, but anyway, uh, if it's sort of along the same lines of this album possibly being the birthplace of the interlude, I kind of think the skit portion of D's Nuts might be the ultimate or the eventual birthplace of the meme. I yeah. Mean, that's like a whole... That's like, deep, but yeah. I, I mean, not directly, you know, over time. It's just like... Uh, well, because of what... You know, there's the one guy with the, the the messed up grill that is now associated with it, right? He's mm-hmm. brought it famous with the meme and the yeah, gifs and, yeah. and all that, or or gifs, depending on what side of the fence you're on. Uh, there's only one, and it's <laughs> gif. God damn it! Um, but but you know, he he's taken that to a whole other level. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, ruthless Records. So mm-hmm. Easy's run. Do you know who is running that label with him? Ice T. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that they, I mean, obviously they're in the same industry and coming up at the same time, uh, you know, makes like, uh, colors, um, was a big movie and record back then. Um, he put out, um, freedom speech. Just watch what you say was a big, big record. Um, he had, he had, I forget the name of the one with the, two or three girls standing with their butts facing the camera on yeah. the record. Uh, but I mean, they're coming up same time, same area ish, mm-hmm. but I think, I think Ice-T was West coast. Yeah, he was. Um, but they're 
they're putting out completely, completely different, different styles. Yeah, completely. Um, Ice T was so much more aggressive in yeah, his delivery. Man. Um, yeah, man. Little little ghetto boy. Um, oh, I said little ghetto boy. Um, the, or or the hits mm-hmm. on these the on this record is like kind of like a mullet. You know, uh, the hits are like the party in the back, but the the songs that are not hits, mm-hmm. they're they're all business, yeah. you know, and really making the whole thing yeah. a, 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 a come together. Epic time, yeah. Um, I never realized that Cube left NWA first, mm-hmm. uh, or that Dre had produced Straight Outta Compton. Um, Did you know that in Straight Outta Compton, the movie that the guy that played Cube was his son? Yes, yes. And did you catch all the different things that Cube had working at the same time? Like he was writing Friday while that stuff was going on. I mean, I think that's I've I learned it and then forgot it. Um, but I mean, like another brilliant, brilliant mind. Uh, yeah. Like Dre, mm-hmm. but very brilliant in different ways. Right, right, right. Um, um, so the forward thinking of those two. And they came out of the same area, essentially the same neighborhood. And to think about it, they are two of the most influential people of our generation yeah. uh, musically. Yeah. And 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 from an, I don't want to say acting standpoint, but just from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you know, Dre with the, the Beats by Dre, I mean, sold for how many ever hundreds of millions of dollars, right? He's, he's like a... He's a billionaire. Uh, I know, but he also... Like part of Apple buying that, mm-hmm. they gave, gave him like a, a some kind of executive role. Yeah, just kind of like, yeah, you work for us. Like, uh, Here, here's a four hundred thousand dollar a year gig for yeah. you know whatever. Yeah, but like Cube too, with with all the movies that he's done, yep. the Big Three, which is a basketball league that he's been a part of now for four, five, six years. Okay, um, that gets former NBA players or up and coming players, and they play half court three on three. Oh, fun! It's awesome nice is it televised mm-hmm. okay i think it's on fox okay interesting um so you know i i'm i took a little bit of a leap with this because i don't know how much beyond the chronic uh you were into rap but mm-hmm. um it's my jam if your mount rushmore has 10 oof who are they I, I this came the I'm I'm rolling I'll get I'll set you up for this okay uh, much like the one time Steve Abernathy made a funny um, we're rolling down just a couple days ago and my son says um, were you rolling in your six four I was uh, until I wrapped it around the telephone pole <laughs> um, my son says um, Dad who's the best rapper in the world and I was like dude uh, ugh. I don't know, um, you know, first of all, uh, I don't even think I could give you a top three because mm-hmm. there's so much competition at that top spot. But also, like, there's only, there's a very concise window of time in which I'm knowledgeable. Right. Like, and then I'm out. Like, I, I know, like, some of the predecessors to this era that we're talking about now. And then I know this era that mm-hmm. we're talking about now, but there's a, there's a sharp abrupt drop off. Sure. <clears throat> and then I am 100% not the person to ask Yeah, from like, Oh, four till now. Well, and, and, and you know, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I, I, I think 
I think some of it's coincidental and circumstantial, and I think some of it's like, you know, get off my lawn. That'll make them like they used to, old guy. Sure, st- sure, sure. Stuff, but it took. Uh, so um, I was like, I could probably give you a top ten, and so it, most of you know we were close to home, so most of the rest as we're pulling in the garage, I think I was like, there, there it is. Uh, and I was like, where's this coming from? And he goes, well, I asked mama and I was like, I think I was legit taking a sip of water and might've spit a little bit on the windshield. <laughs> like why in the world right. would there's a, so much shit you could ask her and most of it she'll know quicker to respond and know better than me. Yeah. That's not one. Of them. No. And I was like, do I even want to know? He's like, well, the answer she said, I just, I don't, I don't think I agree with. And I was like, what'd she say? And he said the notorious B.I.G. And I was like, oh my god, I'm like, don't even think he makes my top twenty. Like, really? I'm just not. I've never been a fan. But anyway, I was, uh, I was surprised at how quickly I was like, yeah, that for sure ten that I can give you just for the sake of this conversation. So, man. Well, I got I got to go Cube, and this is in no particular order. A hundred percent. But Cube, Dre, and Snoop are on there. Oh uh, yeah. Eminem is on there. Yep. Um. Golly. I I went too short. I went iced tea. I love too short, man. Too uh, short was solid. Um, dude, he's got like thirty records. And yeah. It just keeps still just. So know. so then I threw iced tea in there. I think I, I was threw, never a big fan of his. Uh, I think I threw Nate Dogg and Warren G in there. I mean, just so I'm going to throw some that you've never heard of. Tupac, yeah, the, Tupac's on there for sure, okay. right? So there's five. Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to go with um, Juvenile. Mm, maybe I've heard of. Back that ass up. Okay. Um, is most famous. Sure. Uh, Lil Wayne. Okay. I mean. Then Jack Harlow. Why do I know that name? He's oh, new. he's uh, curly hair. Curly I see, hair. I see him on the talk. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, why do they keep interviewing this guy? Yeah. And then I was like, oh wait, he's a rapper. Yeah, I like I like his beats and, okay. and the way that he flows. Um, from from a new age standpoint. And then personally, I was just a huge fan. Of Vanilla Ice. Okay. I was another... I don't... Man, that 10 spot's tough. Mm-hmm. There's no wrong answers, man. So. No, but but I'd go Master P. Okay. The, man. the way that he just took the world yeah. over, and you talk about Too Short putting out 30 albums yeah. or whatever it was. It seemed like Master P every week was putting out a new album. Yeah. Like uh, I had my own CD binder, right? You had those binders, the, the sleeves, and yeah. I had I had multiple ones, and one of them was just no limit uh, yeah. uh, discs. I had a dude. Um, he, you know, pretty pretty busy, small kids. Uh, hit him up. He agreed. Gave me his list, uh, and it was tricky. We we did it far out because he's like, we're going to we're going to France for like oh, wow. three weeks. So let's leapfrog. Let's try. We're not, I don't want to squeeze it in now. And so, uh, day before or whatever, he's like, yeah, yeah, we just have this one thing, but when I'm done, um, and ultimately, uh, I don't know. I think the thing that they had 
threw everybody off guard and maybe he's a thread deleter so mm-hmm. he couldn't scroll up but but i mean we, we had to reschedule but uh day of we had to reschedule so i had i prepped and he'd given me a five spot and there was a lil wayne mm-hmm. album on there there was the master p album on there uh and and as the list was coming in it was a little a little i had a couple clarifying questions and i just i remember laughing perhaps out loud uh he's like okay no here's here you go nice and concise and clean here's the list and he said uh he sent it and he realized that he had just said the carter and then he mm. goes, "Oh my God, the Carter too! Holy sh-. like he was acting like he narrowly avoided running over his mother in the driveway." And I was like, "God damn! Like is Lil Wayne the Carter Four was better? Is Lil Wayne that good? Like I've never listened to Lil Wayne." Um, so I listened to that record, and I was like, "Real!" I was captivated. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love it, but I was I, I I liked it enough to definitely revisit at some point. And then I listened to a masterpiece record too, and I was like, I can't with this uh it's fucking almost in every track yeah that was his I'm, thing that i know i remember it being his thing i didn't i thought it was just like a, a social yeah, it was, appearance it was either the uh or the about it i mean so uh i mean but um so um but what a wild life that guy's had master p oh my goodness. uh so that was like to me uh no limit Mm-hmm. This is label, right? Yep. That was going to be, that was going to, that was the clear air to the, um, you know, ruthless death row, yep. et cetera. And then it just, to me. It fell off and there's, there's a. But, but then he's also doing like clothing. He, he does clothing. He has a food line of some sort. <laughs> Um, he went into the NBA for a while and dabbled in basketball. Yep. yep. Uh, I think he's part owner of the Charlotte Hornets, or uh, not in Charlotte, but the the New Min- Orleans. Min- okay. Okay. Team. Um, he's done everything, and what he's done is he doesn't just do it for himself. He does it for his family. Like his kids are set up with stuff. Nice. And and just been revolutionary in that, like because he went to school, got his business degree, much like Nelly. You know, Nelly right. went to school, right. um, you know, got his degree, played baseball, et cetera, and didn't come at this as a artist, you know, like Dre and those guys did at first, came to it as a businessman. Business wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, that's why, like, they, they were their own independent record and, you know, started their own record or, and I don't remember all the specific sure. details of sure. it, but, you know, he took that businessman approach and, and, and he wanted everybody to eat. And so that's Sweet. where he brought in, you know, Silk the Shocker and Kane and Abel and all these other right. guys. Like, holy shit, every week. Um, so, you know, mentioned Nate Dog, Warren G. Desk, all these guys that come off of that record. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think, you know. Who do you think is fam- the most famous besides Snoop to come off that record? Um, I, don't, I mean, it's Nate Dog or Warren G., no? Yeah. I mean,. Daz, Daz looked like he was going to have a promising career. And then I think the only thing I really, not, not that he didn't make music or put anything out, but I, 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 when 2001 came out, which for me is the superior. Really? Um, oh yeah. hundred percent. It's good. Uh, I, I think Daz has a, a really good track or portion of a okay. track on there. I'll have to listen on the way like, home. Oh, where you been, dude? Like, you know, yeah. 
I'm sure he has stuff. I just, but I, but so all these artists come off of, you know, come kind of come out of this record. I never realized that Dre signed 50 cent to aftermath. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole nother list. Yeah. A whole nother wave of he's, I mean, Kendrick Lamar's the one that the big one The game. I mean, most of them I'm not going to know, but I mean, just like he keeps Eminem, you know, it's like here that I don't, I don't know the, the whole story, but, um, if memory serves me, he heard a mixtape from Eminem, flew him out from Detroit, put him on a freestyle in the studio, and within 20 seconds wanted to sign. Like, that's like, that's where uh, Hi My Name Is came from, mm-hmm. was was that initial, like, audition, tryout, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like, and I Eminem th- just spit it off the cuff. I thought I read something um, where... Like maybe that happened, but also like he had some lyrics. Sure. And then he was like, I, I put together a beat for you with some, and he just got in there and yeah. cru- and he was like, yep. Yeah. And it was like f- four songs yeah. just immediately. What a talent. And uh, and you're right on the, on the Nate Dogg and Warren G and I would probably go with, I, know, I think you could, it's a deal. You flip a coin. I mean, I th- right. I feel Nate like... Dogg got more on more on hooks. Yeah, like because he had that deep voice, G funk, yeah. and then you know, but Warren G with the regulators. Yep, but regulators wouldn't be without no. Nate Dogg, and so I mean, I feel like I feel like I remember looking at one point. I mean, I mean, the DOC I think goes back to NWA. Yes, I, I think he, I think it's prior to NWA. Pri- okay, I think he put out a, a handful of records. I think mm-hmm. he's been a busy dude. Uh, and maybe just I missed it. It didn't cross my radar. But, right. Um, didn't make as much mainstream. Right. Um, and I mean, there's a lot. Like it was, uh, uh, it was, it was rough for me to learn that Dre's had uh, a lot of issues um, with assault. Yeah. Uh, and he's, from what I saw, expressed uh, a, a decent amount of what seems like sincere remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's had some consequences, I think kind of sprinkled in. Um, but there, there are, there are a lot of things that I've always admired about him. Um, maybe my favorite thing is the, I, I, I want to use samples as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to bring musicians into the mm-hmm. studio to record s- portions of songs that I like. Yeah. So we're sort of sampling, but at least we're doing, we're making authentic. Completely s- different than any other hip hop. Yeah. Or um, majority of other hip hop. Uh, the, the way that this, okay. So the roach, um, in my, and to that end, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody has ever, um, been sampled. I think and for a while, I think that all anybody did was sample, Parliament and, and George Clinton mm-hmm. and so forth. I know there was plenty of other stuff that's being said, but that to me, that was like when I realized that sampling was happening, it almost always seemed to be something George Clinton related. Yep. So the Roach uh, feels like a straight up tribute to him, mm-hmm. you know, sort of a, a nonverbal hat tip. And it also. Was it a hat tip or was it. I think this. I would like to know was it would it be a passing of the torch 
from did did George have anything to do with that? I don't know. You know what I mean? It it feels like it feels like a hat tip. It also feels uh like exactly how a record ends. Like we've covered a lot of ground here. Mm-hmm. We've we've sold I mean this thing I mean did you look up how many records it sold? It, it, well, so it came out in November or December of 92. And like, I mean, it's triple platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was some stat that was like by March, you know, a, two or three of the sing- like uh, insane yeah. numbers that I don't think, you know, the record sales industry has ever seen before that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um and so, anyway, the re- it's like okay, we've covered a lot. It's a it's a really it's a solid, uh, thought provoking, entertaining record, and and we're gonna wrap it up uh, with this kind of album ending tributey feel. Yeah. And then, bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. And it's like, whoa, holy <laughs> shit! I, th- I thought we were done. Like, what the fuck? And it's so aggressive. Yeah, like, and it just oh slaps you. Yeah. Um, like, you know. The Roach is like, it's almost like if this record's a movie, like the credits are rolling, we're all like, all right, let's fucking, yeah. that was cool, let's go. It's that, that it's, clip well, that they embed yeah, in the credits, right? Yeah, and it's, I mean, and maybe maybe the fattest baseline on the record. I mean, it's just that. Yeah, it's deep. Deep, you know. That hit hard in my truck. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Um, I mean, there's so many, thi- like, you know, in, in trying to like take on or take in information about a person and also about a record, um, and, and be broad sweeping, not too detailed, you know, you start seeing numerals, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes there's a dollar sign in front of them and, uh, you, you get an idea, uh, he's generated a lot of income. Mm-hmm. He's also had a lot, had, he's had to, you know, um, so he signed a prenup for his second marriage that was almost overlooked in court, but eventually held up, but not before he was ordered to pay a nine figure settlement before 12 months had expired from the time. And it was just like, I started to go, okay, so six was like a hundred thousand. And I, my brain was like, Nope, we're not doing math right now. I was like hundred plus million, nine figures. Like, yeah. it's, Zero, zero, zero. You know, just, I mean, that's Tiger Wood ask when he when he had to pay off his ex, dude. Um, it's money you and I will never see. <laughs> I won't. I won't see the crusts of that sandwich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, unless we, unless you get your thing off the ground and yeah, give your least favorite former <laughs> employee a call. Um, so easy, Dubin. Oh shit, man. Um, <laughs> haven't heard that name in a minute. Um, I. But I, I want to talk a minute to go back, and, and, and I hate to, but I love to, because, you know, we talked about on this album how he introduced Corrupt and, yep. and, and all those guys. But then fast forward past 01 mm-hmm. to stay relevant. Yeah. Because he had brought M in. Yeah. Right? But then he had to stay relevant, and he discovered the game, who brought the G unit, who then brought Kendrick Lamar, like, Think mm-hmm. about the relevancy that he continues to have. Yeah. And then he evolved after all of that. He evolved it into headphones because what's yeah. every musician use? Uh, nice yeah. headphones, yeah. right? What's 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 growing now? What we're doing here, podcasts, yeah. 
right? Well, it's and, and so then you get the beats and and, and all. I mean, I mean well, what's what's so incredible, crazy is that, uh, and again, just the vaguest look. Um, so, quote me on none of this, but it feels like there was a, a handful of years where uh, detox is going to be his final record, uh, and then just kind of flittered and then so now oh, oh but it, there's still something in the works but it's got a different name mm-hmm. and then some years go by on that and then he in in 15 2015 he i think it's called compton but but i think it's a collection okay um and so i i saw um something that said you know there's some some absurd number of either tracks or samples or verses that he's created he's written them he's recorded them they they exist in the vault right but they're not out there um same with what's been said about tupac and michael jackson sure and, and sure the beatles well, but, he, but he's still alive so yeah. um tupac, so, yeah no but when <laughs> when 2001 came oh you know what's that mm-hmm. you know and and he has that line in there um um give me one more platinum track and then fuck rap you can have it back yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know what you think i uh, sold all my guns and just speaking out on probably a lot of hate coming his way because he you know he was uh, expressing some frustrations there was uh what um a nine-year window between the chronic and mm-hmm. 2001 and then you know then you get a 14-year gap for him to put out a compilation and then really nothing since however if you're if you're looking for the needle that is you know new dre material to be released into the music world i mean it's a, an actual haystack of everything else that he's been doing i mean yeah. producing like you know at least a dozen if not dozens of people's rec i mean i looked at you know at one point it was the same math kind of thing it's like he produced this person's record and then did this track with Mary J and mm-hmm. listing all these people. And, and I'm going, the math, it doesn't, the time doesn't add up. There's not enough time in between the year that you just yeah. mentioned and the year. Like, so to my, to, to me, that must, that must mean that there's a waiting list of motherfuckers who want him to produce their shit. Yeah. He's, he's got a backlog. Right. I mean, what, what we talked about earlier, like when, when you want downtime from your podcast, you have to have some in the bank. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Same type thing. Yeah. Why, why all these you know top musicians have it, and um, you know who was it that bought the Michael Jackson um, catalog, and the Prince had a catalog that yeah. sold, yeah. And, and and you know all of these. Yeah. These people are, and Michael bought, I think, bought the Beatles catalog yes. back in the day, yep. right? Yep. And so you know you have to have that, but so think but, about all the talent that you have to have in here in your brain to be able to put that out, not knowing what it's going to be. And you just trust that, Hey, I'm going to put the dopest fucking beats out there. Yeah. And these artists, Snoop, Mary J. Blight, whomever, they're going to come 50. They're going to come in and just blow this shit up. Yeah. Well, so, you know, being busy, producing all these people, probably having a backlog on a waiting list. Uh, I mean the beats thing and all the Apple stuff. Um, and, and he's, he's not been, laying on the couch with the right. remote too much. I don't think 
He's not uh, been selling food for a living. Right. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, I think that, and, and, and I did, you know, come across one thing that was like, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's kind of burned out on, on hit, doing his own stuff. Yeah. And so like, this is, you know, it's, it's new energy. He's into it more. There's also a bit in there about wanting to spend time with his family. Um, but I just can't rest easy thinking that he's totally fine having not put out that third chronic bomb. Yeah. Well, I mean, but think you said something interesting just a second ago, you talked about how, you know, he put the chronic out in 92, Mm -hmm. but think about the time separation from when he first burst on the scene with NWA. That was what? 85, 86, 87, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. So he had six, seven, eight years in between bursting on the scene and producing for those, you know, those records and he's yep. putting E on there and he's putting ice cube and all those guys. And then he finally does his own. What took so long to get him to do his own first he's busy doing other people's. I mean, yeah. Uh, the record that came at the record that, um, that NWA put out. Was it NWA or easy solo? Either way, the easy record does it came out. Well, easy does it. But then there was one that was evil for Zagan. Do you remember that one? Uh-uh. It's, N bombs, yeah, uh, for life, spelled backwards. <laughs> okay, uh, it was. I remember hearing about I that. I want to say I want to say it's an easy record, uh, and I seem to remember the album art being purple, and I, I liked it. It wasn't up there with Compton or or Easy Does It, but anyway, um, super fascinating dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been a time or two in. Uh, conversations with you know close buddies that uh you know one doesn't really have an opinion one way or the other and and then one says that you know cube was the superior uh and how could you even suggest otherwise right i don't know man like like i said both are brilliant in their own ways and dynamic and we always debated the east coast west coast because that was big right for us growing up and 96 when I moved back to Park Hill. Okay. And so, you know, because again, the diversity piece. So hip hop was bigger in Park Hill than it was at Blue Valley. Mm-hmm. And probably still is. Guaranteed. And so from there, it was a deal of are you East Coast or are you West Coast? Because that's when Biggie was coming, yeah. Puffy. <coughs> And, and Mace and all those guys. And so, you know, we had those those battles ourselves of, of, of sitting around. You know, we'd sit down, you know, sit outside on the porch, you know, talking about it. Or we we got to college, we'd even talk about it. And, you know, then then the conspiracy theories of Tupac and Biggie and they're in an island and, you know, right. living it up, whatever. But what a time to for, for us. And, and I heard a deal on the radio just this week where they were talking about how Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, uh, somebody did a study of all of these and, and the most commonly played songs. And the majority of what people are listening to, younger than you and I, are songs that are at least 10 years old. Interesting. Right now. Like okay. that's the hot topic right now is songs that are 10 years or older. And they're not listening to the new age stuff, the new Drake album that just came out, didn't do as well as it should have. Um, you know, and, and, and I found that interesting, like 
That's I, I learned a couple weeks ago that Drake puts hot sauce in his condoms before he throws them in the trash. That's interesting. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to know. I mean, because I think, you know, there uh, somebody might be retrieving. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway, sorry. No, I mean, that's disgusting. I hear his name and I can't not think, think of that. that. Yeah, yeah. No, and now I won't be able to right. not think of that. And I can't wait uh, to tell my wife. Yeah, and, and like, you know, I, I don't want to Google, does Cholula kill sperm? Right. Like, I, I, like, just, I don't want that on my search history. All you're doing is you're just giving her like 90 minutes of hell and then... <laughs> Whatever. You know. Right. Um, but, 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 you know, I, I just found that interesting that, you know, that older music, because there was substance to it. Yeah. Right now it's just, and, and think about it, like those songs are four and five minutes long and look at songs now, they're two and a half, maybe three minutes long. I had this discussion with my son, my oldest, like, he's like, you know, cause I played, you know, the chronic for him and, I, and I'm like, Hey, let's listen to this. Let's listen to this song. And he's like, dad, is it over yet? And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're, we're only halfway through. He goes, no, man, my, my songs now, we're two and a half, three minutes, and we're done. We're moving on to the next song. I'm like, you don't have an appreciation for music. Well, I mean, it's, it's music is not the only place. I mean, I, I TikTok, you know, yeah. every how many is, is a new thing, because that's where the stimulus needs to be. Right. I mean, my daughter has gotten, I mean... She, she's gotten really good at making TikToks mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, but I, I also look, um, I look extra hard for areas that she excels in because she's, she does not excel in the confidence department Okay, and it doesn't appear, um, you know, in some of your more traditional lanes of things that a kid might be good at. She doesn't seem to. Meanwhile, her brother... She's not found her niche. Yeah. Um, so she likes to do get ready with me videos. Okay. Uh, and she's she's good, man. I mean, and, uh, I don't know if she's got a knack or if the, the technology is catered to your average 11-year-old or what, um, but she'll, you know, take like th- this thing will appear and then all of a sudden it's closer to mm-hmm. the bag that it goes in and then it's in the bag and it all, it looks so good, but it's so fat. Like I'm like, you're not giving it, It's gotta be longer. You're not, I mean, she did the, the intro to the, the that I use mm-hmm. for every episode is she filmed it. And, and I said, it's gotta be, it's gotta be 10 seconds. Uh, I want you to do time release. So the, the, the here are the four key pieces that I want you to capture. Okay. But really it, you know, it's, it's, I also want it to look like it's you walking around and, and you can see you know, her little pink socks appear in it for a split second. Sure. And she, she, she understood the assignment and she did a good job at it. And it's like, um, I, th- I think we did some tweaking to get it to exactly where we needed to be time wise. But if she would just have waited, you know, 20 more real life seconds mm-hmm. at each one. I, but I mean, I think that's, yeah, my, you know. my, my oldest, he, he makes some, and I don't follow him cause I'm trying to let him have that freedom, right? Like dad's not watching you, but dad's watching you. Right. Cause he's been told like, you can't make this stuff private. I'm going to check your phone. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. 
but he makes these videos and he's really big into football mm-hmm. and, and he is learning past players. Cool. Right. And so he knows about Megatron, right? Like that's, that's his, he's a, my, he's a receiver and Megatron's a receiver and 88 for the lions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 81. Was it 81? I okay. It was 81, but he makes these TikToks, and I'll send you one after this that, and they're, they're to the song. The transitions are perfect. I'm like, holy shit. Wow. You did this from your phone. Right. And, and I don't want to give him kudos yet because right. he has already got a head that won't fit through your front door. Oh, man. Um, don't know where he gets that from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the smartest guy in the room. Right. Uh, but, but no, I mean, he, he does these things, and I'm just like, dude, that's incredible. That's cool. And, and he gets – what's crazy is he does the hashtags and he does those things, and he gets these – I don't know if they're national, but they've got a lot more followers than you and I, uh, people commenting on his posts or on, on his TikToks cool. and things like that. And I'm like, dude, wow, that's kick ass. Yeah. And, and he like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send them to you and you um, tell me what you think. I've got like three more things from you, but I've absolutely got to pee real quick. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll get you out of here after yeah. those. So, um, I was, uh, I know we've talked about this before, but I was surprised to catch you one day uh, on the horn uh, doing something handy in your garage. Mm-hmm. Was it was it drawers? Was it shelves? What was it? Could have been a multitude of things. You've had multiple projects in there. My wife has a degree in Pinterest. Okay. Anything that she finds on there is easy to do. And then uh, did you assemble... Your, did you do your whole basement or did you build a bar? What? Did a, a good portion of the basement. Okay. So we we bought our house or built our house uh, five years ago um, this month. Okay. And we had a three-year plan, and that was to finish the basement ourselves. We had it pre-stubbed for uh, plumbing, for a restroom, and for a bar. Okay. And um, They still put fucking facts under the caps of those things? Hmm. Or does it have to be the old glass? It's the glass ones. Okay. Um, and so we we had our neighbor. We kind of knew what we wanted to do with the basement. And we had our neighbor who at the time was, um, they're not our neighbors anymore. He was a, an architect. So he came over. We drew up the plans. Um, I paid somebody to stud it, drywall it, and paint it. But we laid the flooring, we built the bar, we did the plumbing. Uh, my neighbor and I did the electrical. He's an electrician. Um, we did the HVAC, and we built. Um, so our bar is badass. Nice. Um, I think maybe I've seen some pictures. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely show you some. So, like, you walk down the stairs. Um, to the right is storage and we put a home gym in there straight ahead is a bathroom where we put a pocket door full shower and it's so the shower is tiled floor to ceiling okay all the way around and then we took that and extended it all the way behind the toilet and behind the vanity interesting and did floor to ceiling it's uh, subway tiles Mm -hmm. Um, what we did what i thought was unique because i've never done it from a plumbing perspective is we took, she found a old um, small dresser and we made it into our sink. Okay. 
So we had to run the plumbing. I had to cut the drawers, all that stuff, right? Well, we had to get water to the SEDS, this said sink. Uh. So what we did when we built it was we ran the water lines. We actually dropped them from the ceiling or ran them from the ceiling, dropped them down the wall, measured 37 times <laughs> to the right height, set the, the, the vanity in there, set the bowl top. Um, sink on it. It's it's kind of longer. It's a, a rectangular, about three inches tall. And I did the plumbing coming straight out of the faucet and the handles coming straight out of the wall. And so then we had to tile around that. Um, at the bar, we have uh, the back bar takes up two walls, corner sink. Then there's a cabinet, a slimline cabinet next to it that is for pans because we put an oven in there. Oh, interesting. And so it's for sheet pans, uh-huh. just the way that it, it worked out from a space perspective. Right. Then next to that, I put a uh, uh, dishwasher because I wanted a dishwasher down there. So I've got a dishwasher down there. I've got a garbage disposal. Nice. Because in talking to people, that was one of the things they're like, man, I wish we had a garbage disposal. You know, you have beers or mixed drinks and you've got the fruit that's left over and, it, you know, inevitably it's going to get dumped down the sink and you got to fish it out. Huh? Turn on the yeah. disposal, but on the back bar too. Wait, do you hit the disposal for citrus? Yeah, and it does it. Yeah, I always thought you weren't supposed to, but uh, I do. I don't. Know. But so if you're look, if you can envision an L on the right, again, um, well, excuse me, on the left it's tiled. Okay, but it's this time it's tiled. I forget the fancy name. My wife could tell you, but it's angled tile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Whatever. And herringbone pattern. Ah. Well, then above it, we have three shelves that we put in for the liquor, mm-hmm. and they are live-edged pieces of cedar. So if you can envision a cedar tree, mm-hmm. it's been cut. It's about this thick. The front is the actual bark. Oh, Wow. And then the back, we cut flat to fit up against the tree. And they look like floating shelves because what we did is I took L brackets and I put it into the drywall, then drywall, puttied over it, and then tiled over it. So you can't see the brackets for the shelves. Okay. So how is is the bark side covered in some kind of sealant or how does... does... Yeah, yeah. There's a polyurethane on it. Um, Then on the right, we've got a TV mounted, a couple of lights next to it. Um the island is badass. Uh, it's got outlets. We ran into it, so we 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 took and rented a jackhammer one day, and that was an absolute blast. Just cutting up the floor, um, digging, scooping it out. That was a pain in the ass. Luckily, there's a window right there. Um, but then we ran conduit and ran power over to the island, and so it's got three outlets. We put them. The outlets that we put in have USB ports, so somebody brings over a charger. You know, you don't have to have the whole charger. You can just have the cord. Um, building that was fun. Uh, funny story. We were, we were on the post on the side and I'm nailing a board in and I was using finish nails so that it was less to putty because I had screwed, uh, you know, from underneath, but I wanted it, you know, to be a, a, adhered on the top. And when I did it, the nail hit a screw, bounced, turned, bounced through the wood and stuck my father-in-law right in his chest. Oh boy. And, it, you know, it didn't draw blood or anything, but it just kind of pricked him. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we built that bar, um, you know, from scratch. It's it's tall. It seats four. It's got cabinets in it. Nice. Um, and so where, like, 
garage project, bar project, basement, like where does the knowledge for how to do all this stuff come from? I just look at shit. Like, like we built something similar to what your bookshelf is. Okay. Okay. For our TV. So there's a big wall. It's got shelves like this that go floor to ceiling, but I'm like, that's too tall. So I'm like, all right, how do I get this? Okay, let's build a base. So I elevated it by six inches by just building a platform. And then I set the shelf that we built on it. And then, so I just look at stuff and see how it's constructed. And then I reconstruct it in my brain. See, I could do that too, but I would have to look at the stuff like 457 times <laughs> and then second guess most of those looks and probably make a lot of mistakes Yeah, and um, be frustrated. There, there's times, like my father-in-law will help me. Uh, my dad will help me. My dad built cars for a living at the Ford plant. And so he's very, uh, mechanically inclined. He did a whole lot of, of things at, at our houses growing up, you know, remodels and things like that. And, and honestly, so this is our third house and our second house was a foreclosure that had been redone. Oh, it was painted. Uh, the interior was all painted, new doors, new trim, um, newer carpet. And we utilized that house and our first house to a certain extent, but we were broke ass people in our first house, you know, brand new baby. Yeah. Um, and so we utilized that house to allow me to teach myself how to do stuff because if we fuck it up, well, you know what, I'll call somebody and they'll come in and fix it. Right. Because we could afford it. Right. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I taught myself to do tile on the floor, um, taught myself to do, you know, minor plumbing work sure. with changing out of, uh, uh, Googling and YouTubing and sometimes texting people and sometimes, but not okay. really. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I have an innate ability to retain information. That's cool. I mean, I, I I've got a monster head. Sure. <laughs> Seven and five eighths is okay. my cap size. All so, right. you know, I, I can retain that stuff and <clears throat> honestly it's rewarding. Oh, dude. like as, yeah. as, there's projects that I'm like, I'm cussing myself. I'm cussing my wife. I'm like, why in the fuck did you get me into this? How did you convince me to do right. this? Um, you know, but, but to her credit, whenever we do something or whenever she wants something done, she's there and, and she's doing it and cool. she's helping and, and she's learning and, nice. um, you know, it's not always smooth right? because I may know how to do something and she doesn't and, and it doesn't work in her brain that way. And so that'll take an hour to argue through it and, you know, it is what it is and, yeah. and we move on. But, you know, for the most, like we did a board and batten, uh, batten board, whatever the hell it's called, uh, in our master bedroom. And so basically you take, and the wall looks like it's wooden. Okay. Okay. And you put, um, wooden designs through with trim board throughout the wall. And oh, so we made diamonds cool. on ours. And I mean, it's a 17, 18 foot wide wall. Huh. I mean, it, it took a lot of math. I bet. And drawing and double checking. And is it perfect? No. But if you're just walking in to look at it, you're not going to know. Right. You're going to look at it. You guys like it? Yeah. We yeah. love it. And that's yeah. what counts. Right. And honestly, like I look at it and I joke with her a lot. Like, you know, I know what we built the house for five years ago. I know what houses are selling for in my neighborhood right now. Like, honey, it's time to move. Are you for real? Like you, she won't let me. Okay. She'll well. fucking kill me. <laughs> uh, so did I, was I right when I said 67, uh, Jesus, how long the season yeah, tickets? Okay. Yeah. yeah 1967. <clears throat> Still got them. Still got them. Four, four seats. Just two. Two. Yep. But behind the chief's bench. Yep. 50 yard line. 38 yard line. 38. Okay. So the offensive line is basically from me to your hockey poster. 
and uh, they're not yours, yours, are they? I mean, you have to. Sh- you I share them with my uncle, and so you guys get together when the schedule comes out and pick games, or yeah, I mean, he, he what he'll do because he's retired. Um, he'll he does a really good job. Like we don't we don't really argue about it at all. Um, my wife is from Denver, so mm-hmm. she's been a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. She's converted to a Chiefs fan. Good job. Um, so we get the Broncos tickets every year cause we sure. go, that's just known. And then we split the primetime games, um, to where nice. if it's a Sunday night, Thursday night, like, like if, if there is a Sunday night game, a Thursday night game and a Monday night game, he'll get, he'll take two of those and then he'll give me one, but he'll give me the home opener. Okay. And so it's, it's, it's just worked out yeah. that way. And, or, and there's times where like he reached out last year or the year before and was like, Hey, I need to take the Packers game. I said, okay, right, go ahead. What, what, but I'll ask, you know, hey, what, what, what's the deal? And he right. goes, well, I'm giving it to, like that one he gave to his daughter and her husband for their wedding gift, or okay. one of their wedding gifts. Sure. Um, we take our preseason games and we donate them to his church. Okay. Um, they do a raffle each year, and so we, we donate those to the church right and on. let them raise money off of it. Too hot anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not. I'm not here to watch Blair Johnson run up and down yeah, the field either. Nobody is. <laughs> no. Nobody is. Most people won't even accept that gift right. if, that, if that's who's putting on. <laughs> um, are you? Tell me your level of confidence, because people. I think people reported today, maybe. Yeah. Or is it yesterday? Yesterday. yesterday. Um, I think we will win the division. Okay. Again. Yeah. Um. I I laugh at the national pundits and and you and I have talked about pundits before mm-hmm. and their their hot takes of right now I don't, and I don't know if you've seen this but over the course of the last couple of days some of the national people are saying that scouts are saying Mahomes is a one read quarterback. Oh God, no! I haven't. I'm glad I haven't seen that. I like mean, go go look up Orlovsky. Sure. He, really? He was saying not his thoughts. What he was told. He was just relaying a message. Okay. All right. Because he's, he's pre- way he's too sharp. sharp. Yeah, he's way too smart for that. I mean, Orlovsky is pretty smart. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but no, I, I I have all the confidence in the world. I, I I've said this before. Like losing Tyreek hurts because he was such a game changer. Yeah. But with what they did. To replace, I think this is the deepest receiving. Six, six picks? Did we get six picks out of the deal? Five. Five, okay. But 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 from a receiving standpoint, wide receiver room. In this crop? This this on the roster right now oh. is the deepest wide receiver group Patrick Mahomes has had. Oh, 100%. And, and yeah. I'm excited to see. I love that they, they, they signed Justin Ross, even though they put him on IR and yeah. he's gone for the year. Is he 23? How old is he? Yeah, he's 22, 23, something okay. like that. Yeah. But first round talent. Justin with a Y. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Cornell Powell. That's a name. He was uh, an un, either a late draft or an undrafted guy, uh, again, out of Clemson. Okay. Um, he was on the practice squad last year, I believe. And I think that that guy is going to absolutely have a great year. Nice. I, I mean, you know, for being a fifth or sixth receiver, right? I, I, I see five, 600 yards. Um, you know, but, but I look at it like, sure. Like I said before, losing Tyreek hurts, but the drop off from going Tyreek to Sammy Watkins or Tyreek to, um, Byron Pringle 
Demarcus Robinson. We don't have like our talent. Like those guys wouldn't make this roster. Scantling, J- Juju. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got honestly. I think the sleeper in the room is Josh Gordon. Oh, really? Okay. And 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 part of it is because he's just such a physical specimen. Yeah, he is. You know where where our seats are, being three rows back, and and seeing him. And I shit you not, Blair. Like you look, and here's everybody. Here's him. Yeah. Like he's that much well, he's, bigger, and he's just he's jacked. Too, and yeah. and you know like what went unnoticed, at least because it you can't put it in the in a box score is when he was in there last year on the plays, he got, what, one catch, two catches all year, maybe five, six targets all year. Mm -hmm. But if you watched him block on running plays or on other, you know, if the the pass went somewhere else, his blocking was amazing. Nice. And so, you know, I, I just, I'm super, super excited about that. And then the young pieces that we went with on defense. Okay. Getting, um, the safety, uh, read, I, you're talking draft? No, 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 from Houston. Oh, oh, okay. Um, then we drafted a safety out of uh, Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep. McDuffie, the corner that we drafted in the first round. Um, Leo Chanel, you know, rounding out the linebacker core. That linebacker core of Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, and Leo. I'll bring it. They're, I hope Willie can stay healthy. And yeah, Bol- I do too. Bolton, yeah, I mean – Bolton will, will elevate and, yeah. and, you know, like people are, are talking about how Orlando Brown and, and that was a wasted trade, right? Because we gave up a first round pick. What people aren't talking about is we flipped seconds during that pick, during that trade. Mm-hmm. We turned that second into Nick Bolton. Okay. And, and a like lot of it. people forget about that. And, and that's going to, I mean, he's wearing the green dot, you know, he's calling the plays yeah. on defense this year and. Not just because I'm a Missouri fan and he's a Missouri guy. The guy plays. Right. And, and he had, what, 111 tackles, I think, and he only played like 55% of the snaps. Right. I mean, that's just um, uncanny. Did you see the meme? Uh, so we signed Juju and we signed uh, – who's the other? Scantling. Yeah. but Marquez Valdez Scantling. And then Lewis Hill and somebody else with a short name, and it was like the person that sews the names. Oh on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, and the other guy on, that we drafted on defense, uh, the the edge rusher, Koloftis. Okay. Um, you know that guy's an animal, and and like they were. I, I read some uh, pro football focus uh, evaluations, and they compared Leo Chanel and his measurables. Like his forty yard, his cone, his three cone, his L cone, like all these measurables to Micah Parsons, and he grades out the same. Wow. And if he can turn in, not that he will, because right. Micah Parsons is a special, special human right. on that field, but if he can be three-fourths of what Parsons is. Sure. So win the division, um, do we, you know, uh, make it past divisional round? I or? think we make it back to the AFC title game. Okay. Uh, getting the one seed is going to be tough. I mean, our division obviously stepped up with – the Raiders getting Devonte, um, and then the, they they added a couple of pieces on defense as well. Mm-hmm. The Chargers adding some pieces on defense, Justin Jackson, um, you know, in particular, and then Herbert another year. Um, so long as their coach quits going for every fourth down and every two point conversion, right? Maybe, uh, hopefully he does for our sake. Right. But um, and then let's ride. What's that? I don't know. What that oh, is. you didn't. That was a promo 
that the Broncos put out of Russell Wilson. Oh, no. And he said, Broncos country, let's ride. Oh, God. Did So did, did the, the TikTok that I put up that got the views is talking about Mr. Unlimited. You've, you've, seen, you've seen that, right? Uh-huh. Um, I, I think... I think the title game is is well within the reach. Okay. And honestly, like the fanboy in me says, we're going to make it back to the Super Bowl. We're right. winning the Super Bowl, right? right. Whatever. But uh, it's going to be so dependent on, and it's this way every year. And that's why I don't I don't really like within my friends, uh, you know, group of friends. We always, you know, are obviously always talking sports and Chiefs sure. and whatever. You know, much like you and I have done for years, and. I think it'll be just dependent on how healthy they are at that yeah. point. You know, yeah. that's, that's way too far away to, to, no, to, I know. to try I know. to predict. Um, but I think they have enough depth where they can do it. It it feels like, um, you know, the stage is set for a lot of pundits, a lot of talking heads to come January or February, wherever the Chiefs fall off. Mm-hmm. Assuming they don't win the championship, a lot of people to go. Told you so. Yeah. For whatever you know, losing Tyreek, that Mahomes wasn't all, whatever. Whatever it is they want to say, whatever reason they want to attach, but they're gonna. You know, they're gonna be there loud mm-hmm. with their "told you so"s. And okay, like I couldn't care less. Yeah. I mean, um. So I, I think also adding Tra, uh, Nagy back to the coaching staff. I think is is huge. Yep, I like it. He he had a really good from from things that I've read. Obviously, I don't have any insight, right? But just from the things that I've read, he had a really good relationship with Mahomes, mm-hmm. and you know, with whatever transpired in that Bengals game between Mahomes and uh, enemy and Reed, you know, I don't I don't know if that necessarily transpires with having Nagy in the room. Um, Did you see? Um Borichter's tweets about all that. Uh-uh. No, he's he's an interesting follow on Twitter. Um, but uh, he he might have he might have even put up a video. But anyway, he when all that stuff came up, um, he's like, because because there was that big story yeah, yeah, that yeah. came out, and it was like, I don't, I'm I'm missing. I'll I'll I'll, I'll read it, and then I did. But I'm also I missed the part where. Why? Why did we call this a story? Right. This isn't really. This is all speculation. It's and it's all like you know. It's you're there, there's not. Um, it doesn't really appear to be a a ton of respect for the craft of journalism in the way that it was not only written but then put out there. It right, just feels right. like uh, you know, like whatever felt sloppy. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure it was Borichter. I, I feel like he had a, a thread maybe or it was like, you know, six or seven tweets or perhaps a video. But uh, when he got to, he had a lot of points mm-hmm. to make. But when he got to that point, he was like, um, there's only one person. There, Mahomes isn't hearing like three people right, arguing. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I was like, why did, we, why did it take 14 paragraphs right. to get lead with that? Like, that's... <laughs> Anyway, um, that's the drama of journalism. Yeah, you got to get the clicks, or, right? Or, or wanna be journalism. Yeah, because um, you know there's still a few out there that are doing the thing and putting in the time yeah. and the real like. The crazy thing is, is that the amount of time, 
you know, and oftentimes money too. Like if you want to go, um, do a profile piece on Russell Wilson, like you need to go to Seattle Mm -hmm. and like spend a month. Yeah. Going to the coffee shop that he went to and, and talking to that barista for six hours and taking notes and then you move on to the next thing. And then and then at some point you gotta pause and step out of what you're doing and, and revisit your own stuff and get back out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't get the getting the clicks and putting the sloppy thing out there, it never really it doesn't ever pay off long term. Did you see speaking of Russell Wilson, did you see what he showed up to camp in? No. From a um let me see if I can find it real quick. I'll show it to you. The the vehicle that he showed up in. Oh boy. Look at that thing. Tell me he's not compensating okay. for something. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> man, <right>. there's... <laughs> so, <laughs> along the same lines of the piece that, that came out after the Bengals game, a uh, lot of stuff in my feed for a two- or three-week period after the Tyreek trade. Um, and it's, you know, all about Tyreek's podcast mm-hmm. and his comments and... He was on uh, first take this week. Okay. Um, I just, I mean, I, I can't imagine, like, how is it interesting to anybody but yourself to launch a podcast and episode one is your agent and your lawyer? Like, and you're, and you're ba- like, bad-mouthing an organization that really, really put their chin out there and took all the beatings and by the yeah. by the way more uh, than once more than once and also when other folks have had stuff come up in their personal lives they go home. yeah i mean uh Kareem, Kareem Hunt um who, there was another one uh i thought that we you know oh uh who's that fucking dork of a safety um or corner um, that, uh, there, uh, stuff seemed to be bubbling up and then we send him to the Rams. He's a fucking, Oh, Marcus Peters. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. like if it looks as if, you know, we're not really painting the franchise in the brightest picture. Yeah. Like no cut bait. Can, can we, can we fit? Is this fixable? First of all, and if it's fixable, are you interested in participating? And if not, and I mean, they took, they took their lumps for yeah. that, and for him to just be like, "Man, we're trying to get me the ball." It's like, what? Yeah, you had the most targets, hundred and fifty so some dumb. targets. So dumb. Like, there, there was. I was reading on my thread to yesterday where, basically, you know, because the Chiefs offered him a good offer, mm-hmm. thirty million dollars a year, yeah. whatever it was, right? So it was, it was similar type. You, money. you call it a good. I think he called it insulting. But. Yeah. Okay, so theirs was $4 million more. Yeah. I mean, at, at that point, come on. Yeah. Okay, but there's speculation that, like, CDOT was talking uh, on Twitter about how he wasn't ever going to sign here because oh. he wants to be famous. Right. And So, like, on first take, he had his big dolphin glasses on, and, um, like, he, he wants to be OBJ. He wants to be, you know, those guys that – that are in the spotlight, Antonio Brown, you know, those sure. guys that are in the spotlight. It works out well for those yeah. guys. And often. and he's not going to get that in Kansas City. No. Because the media is going to just laugh at him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a, he's already got a, 
hefty stage to share with 1587 right. big red i mean like and it's, it's a small market like yeah. anyway I, and i love the sky more kid that they drafted okay nice uh and then i mean i mean, I mean like two is more accurate like what are, what are we doing here I yeah don't, like even if it winds up to be true like what you just the whole four straight conference championship games yeah uh and we host we host all four yeah i mean like that's this well is, and you i built this thing together like i don't understand just you know i've said this amongst my buddies when herm got to kc and he did his introductory press conference there were some mm-hmm. voices in the crowd that wanted to hear about the jets and he was like what happened in new york stayed in new york and i locked the door and i threw away the key next question love it it's all it's fucking four seconds and it's gone for good yeah nobody's ever nobody ever has the right really to bring that shit up again like now we're gonna yeah. go, go try to win some football games yeah we, we we've talked about it in my circles and and i haven't looked it up but you know they talk tyreek talks about the accuracy piece yeah how many interceptions last year hit tyreek first i know man four that i can remember and i think the number might be higher i mean he was at one point uh interceptions thrown by mahomes that hit chief's fingers first he was in the lead at one point yeah i'm not gonna say he led the whole season because that'd just be right a guess and but but yeah like like how accurate do you want him to be yeah you know you're taught as a receiver if it hits your hands you catch it yeah and he catches a lot with his body in the games like Pre-game, you see him, and he's jumping and doing yeah. all these one-handed well, he, catches he and all caught, that stuff. He caught Wasp, kind of. Yeah, you know. 100% in his body. And he does a lot of that in his terrible form in the yeah, game. And how many, I mean, like, you know, uh, leap into the thing and run the camera and go over here and steal the pom-poms. Mahomes is, we've seen Mahomes more than once with a very gentle little, all right, let's, yeah. like, come on back. Like, yeah, yeah, keep it we, moving. We need you, you know, like. Let's go look and see what we can get better at. Yeah, this. and uh, he's just you know he's the meme. Flash man. his peace sign and do his backflip and yeah. what I mean, get his tips die. I mean whatever, man. Okay, um, so okay, uh, beyond kids, wife, mm-hmm. the home. Um, have you found a true source of joy for Jason Fetters? in your life besides those things yes i have and so i actually inadvertently had thought about something along these lines and thinking that you would ask something along these lines right and this is you're, you're going to absolutely crush me for my answer because it is 100 percent ridiculous okay so and, and this is my, my, my thing of right now. Like my, my, my normal joy is if I want to get away, I go out on my back porch, grab a beer, go out in the driveway, sit on, you know, I've got a chair, a sure. beanbag type chair, sit there, have a beer. Like that's my getaway. I'll let the kids do whatever, you know, my, my youngest will come play in the sprinklers or whatever. But, but, but lately, so 
I've been in a leadership type position in my career for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Since I was 18, I've been in some sort of leadership position the majority of the time. So we're looking 25 years now. And, you know, go back to your days as a chef, kitchen manager, lead, and you had subordinates. When you come home after, you know, getting through whatever the day was, whatever the shift was, whatever decisions you had to make, you're spent. Mentally, yeah. you're spent, right? You, you want to get away. Mm -hmm. So I take your question that you just asked as what's my getaway? My getaway, I've reverted back to my youth. I sit down on a streaming service, Peacock. And I watch old school WWE, WCW wrestling. Really? And just geek out. Like, I love it. I, I started uh, probably 18 months ago. And I went back and watched because I was my senior year and then into to, to high, or excuse me, and then into college was the Monday Night Wars. Okay. WCW taking over sure. WWE, yeah. Scott Hall, NWO, Kevin Nash, all that stuff. Fucking Vince McMahon just retired. Right. It's crazy. Anyway. And in and, and a very simplistic tweet, just un-McMahon-esque, even though that it's been found he's spent $14.5 million covering up affairs. No big deal. I mean, it's it's no secret that he's had some yeah. whatever behind the simp. Somebody's... Sweeping shit under a rug. Yeah. But. but I will I will come home, you know, make dinner, do all these things, and then I'll watch an episode of, you know, the best of Monday Night Nitro, where I, I actually started, I went and found what day Scott Hall invaded, quote unquote, WCW hmm. as his invasion. And I started like two weeks before that, like two episodes before that, and I started watching to kind of get reacclimated with who the wrestlers were, what their their themes were of the time who their their you know rivalries were and things like that and i just sit there because it's mindless to me but it makes me think and reminisce about a time when life was so much more simple sure i'd worried about where my next beer was next floozy was right what whatever uh why would i crush you for that because it's dorkish I, I and mean, and i don't see you as somebody that would like or or even have ever known or watched wrestling i just oh. don't see that Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I had a buddy right up the street. Uh, his mom, she got, uh, if it was a Tyson fight, yeah. uh, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, like he had all SummerSlams this weekend. He had all, I heard, I saw, he had all the pay-per-view, uh, stuff, but you know, um, going to Pittsburgh state and, you know, having some shit go down there and then moving, you know, and kind of, kind of sort of being off the grid, couple times living in my vehicle uh you know like a, a lot of stuff fell off then sure. like uh b baseball was my life mm -hmm. for so many years and uh the strike shortened i was like i just I, I i i don't have any more fucks to give um you know i think i got a story about that and i'll tell you that you'll appreciate watching television in general uh just a lot of things you know being somewhat in the know of what's current and cool mm -hmm. music wise um no i but and so uh the only reason why i why and wrestling fell off before those things but um really it was just 
I mean, the same reason a lot of things went away. Scouts, sure. you know, like work, partying, girls. Yep. You know, all of a sudden just came in. And I mean, I used to, before six months ago, um, I was watching four, five podcast episodes a week. Mm. I mean, sometimes, and, and like I was kind of current with Rogan, you know, and those are three hour chunks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I, you know, I got to pick and choose now and it's like, I'll have it play in the shower or while I'm getting dinner ready or whatever, yeah, yeah. or, or, uh, folding laundry. Um, but you know, this is just come in and Pac-Man. Yep. Um, but so, I mean, and I had a guy on here, uh, who's, who's, who's a long, for a long time had a, a good reputation of making really good playlists and sending them out. And, um, he had an interesting collection of records that he chose. Uh, so I just suspected that he was like, you know, a big show guy, mm -hmm. like, you know, has seen all the, uh, there's so many shows I have never watched breaking bad. Okay. The Sopranos, the oh. office. I mean, yeah. just, but, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and he goes, well, I mean, so, um, I'm a wrestling guy. And I was like, okay. And he goes, and like, I watch three nights a week. Oh, wow. And, I'm not that and, bad. And my fiance, uh, only watches two. And the reason she misses the other one is because she's bowling. And I was like, fucking A, man. Yeah. And he, he, you know, I don't know, like, what WWF was it for me? Like yeah. I was back junkyard dog and Jimmy oh, Shooter, uh, Snuka, yep. uh, Don, the rock, the first rock, yeah, Morocco, yeah, Morocco, um, you know, um, all the way up until like right around the time guys are changing leagues yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just like, you know, um, they're chasing one money. man gang is now Akeem the dream. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I fucking, I know that just a, saw that. Asshole. Yeah. That's a huge human. You can't yeah. just do it anyway. John but, Tenta was, was shark boy or something, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, uh, anyway, like it, it fell off, but I absolutely adored it for a long time. Um, and so I think that's fantastic if it, if, if, if it, takes you to this place that you you know life is easier it's a checkout it's a getaway it's joyful whatever but what happens when you're done with it you know i don't know like okay. I, I i started so I, I did that and then i started watching random just random episodes um now i've i started and i do it at night and so i i have a bad back which we talked about upstairs and so i actually for the last call it six out of the last 12 weeks I've slept in my youngest son's room. Okay. Um, because his bed is much harder. So it's better for my hips and my yeah. back. And so I'll set, uh, I started uh, a couple of weeks ago. I started at the first ever Royal rumble. Hacksaw Jim Duggan won it. Oh yeah. And, and I just put it on, set the sleep timer. I watch till it, you know, till I fall asleep and, and then I pick up, I don't go back. Okay. You know, or anything like that. I just kind of keep it going, keep it moving. Um, Honestly, like I, I love my, my other getaway. I have two other getaways and, and one of them is I've gotten into three different podcasts that I listen to. Okay. Um, and so I'll listen to them in the car sure. when, when I have some windshield time. Um, right now at work, we don't have uh, official occupancy of our, of our office. Mm. And so, but I'll still go in and work. 
uh, there on occasion. And so I'll just pull one up and play sure. it while I'm working. Um, so those, those, those are, are things that are, and they're not ones that are going to challenge your thought process to make right. you think right there. There, there's some comedy in it, but it's also all sports related. Okay. Because I just love sports. I, I can't remember the terminology, but somebody that's a, a New Yorker that got on the, you know, the subway mm-hmm. both ways every day. Uh, they were there. So I got on and I put on my blah, blah, blah. And then they called it, uh, you know, the noise to, to deafen the noise. Ah, as I, and I wish I could remember that. Yeah. I feel like there was a term for it, but I was like, I, I, that's perfect. Yeah. hundred percent. Because it doesn't always have to be something that's stimulating or engaging or you're like taking notes or sharing yeah. with it. But sometimes you just need, just need noise, something to turn off the crazy. Yep. Um, um, I love mowing. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and, and just in general, like I like yard work. Like yeah. I, I went out the other night and, and I, I could tell that I was a little testy for whatever reason. There's, I mean, my work is my, my, my job now is so stress-free. Um, not what, what we're accustomed to for the last, you know, four years, especially the last two and a half years. Um, and so I went outside and there, I'm, I've taken great pride in having a great grass. Nice. Like I had a neighbor come over and, and he walked in the grass. We were out drinking beers and he's like, Hey, you're, your grass is good. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And, and he kicks his shoes off and he goes and walks in. He goes, this is the grass you want to walk barefooted in because it's squishy. It's, you know, comfortable, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, there's some sort of weed that is growing into it and it just grows in spurts like pockets. It's yep. not, I don't know what the hell it is. Yep. And it come. It, it doesn't get deep roots. And so I went and sat in two different patches and I just pulled weeds for an hour. I love it. I mean, my, my yard is in shambles right now. Um, it, uh, for five years was, uh, just, you know, more dandelions mm. and other kinds of weed. And finally I hired a service that comes and does stuff. And I, I know I could do it myself, but I, I, whatever. And then I had a, an irrigation company come out and bring the sprinkler system back to life. Nice. Um, and it's been, and the dude, uh, that the almost every time still does the application. Mm-hmm. I wound up talking to him one day and he was like, um, you know, back in the day we could, you know, finish your route and you could no big deal to run by your house and treat yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, now they measure it and you're yeah. not, you can't do it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, so what'd you do? He's like, I mean, I quit and I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay for it. And I was, I was like, but you did it for a while. And he's like, yeah, my yard never looked better. And I was like, how long did it take you to get there? And he's about, about five years. Yeah. And then I was like, and then when you quit, how long did it revert back? And he was like, almost immediately. Yeah. Um, so uh, I had somebody, I know it wasn't me, uh, crush one of my sprinkler heads near the entrance of my driveway, puppy, uh, out of town. So like right now I literally have dug holes and sprouts of weeds and just, I kind of about, I mean, I, I did have the company come out to replace the head. Um, and so I'm back watering again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just coming from the gut up. Cause I, I, I got it. You had it. Like I, I uh, mow every week and weed eat every other week. 
you know, watering and and, and everything was looking pretty nice. Ne- never never going to be coffee table level, but made me happy. Yeah. And I love after the shower. Um, cause if I do trimming and run, if I do it all, it's about three hours start okay. to, and then, so, and then to come out and just look, yeah, yeah. definitely gives me, especially with a cold one, mm-hmm. definitely gives me joy. And it was just building and building and building. And I, I finally, this is how dumb I am sometimes was just like, you know what? Just say, just throw in the towel on this summer. There's nothing wrong. We'll, we'll regroup. Yeah. See you at training camp in yeah. <laughs> River Falls and you know. So I I can appreciate like there's I would I would need to be uh I think um independently wealthy to to tend to all of the Yeah, you know, so there's so many many projects. I just fucking mulched for the first time. Oh yeah, see I did rock. Okay. Anyway, go, yeah, you so go no, ahead. we did we did rock. Um it, funny story, so we're building this house. And we're building it to be bigger than our last house. And it's over twice the size, maybe three times the size of our last house. And we're building it to have another kid. Then fast forward a couple of years and my wife says, give me a kid or give me a dog. (laughs) And I said, okay. And she goes, I'm really leaning towards the dog. And I said, why? She goes, well, you know, Tammy, and that's, this is this median lady that her and her mom see on occasion, said that she sees twins in my future. And I said, well, I'll go find a dog. I'm going to get that dog right now. Yeah, like, which one do you want? I don't care, whatever. So that's when we got a dog. But And, and so now I have this spot on the back of my house where the dog gets chained up that's just trashed. Oh, yeah. Because of the, the acidity in her pee. Yep. And we've tried that. She's an English bulldog. We've tried the rocks that go into the water that help, um, dissipate. She's allergic. So she broke out in hives. She's allergic to everything. Um, but my neighbor at the time, he had always done the grass pad, uh, for dummies. And so it's just a five-step program mm-hmm. and that's all I do. I don't do anything special. I sure. water it cause we have irrigation, but I'm mowing one year. So this is right as, uh, COVID hits and I've got a push mower. It's, 12 years old, you know, we've got this. Does it have self-propelled? No. Oh, boy. It was a $125 push mower from Lowe's, Lowe's branded, Sure. you know, that I bought. And Lowe's Reliance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Not not even classic. No. But but like at our last house, it was fine because it was all clover and it just, you know, it, it, it irritated me on how nice my neighbor's was and then mine's dog shit. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, when we get this house, I'm going to have a nice yard. Well, then they put in turf or excuse me, the, 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 the grass, the sod, and it's below average. I'm like, all right, I got my work cut out for me, but I'm going to do this. And so from year one, I started it and it took about three years, um, of religiously doing the program, but it's not hard. It's, it's, so the program is involves roundup, doesn't it? No. Oh, okay. It's their branded shit. Sure. It's, it's 200 and I get it for 225 bucks for the year. Okay. And I just, I have to put these applications on. It got, it has stickers and a, and a, a cheat sheet that I put up by the irrigation deal. And it tells me the time frame I got to go and apply this stuff. And what's nice is I buy the bigger bags and then I give my dad who has a smaller yard, I give him the leftovers and he puts it in. So his front yard's starting to look really good now. Sweet. Um, but I'm mowing and I've got this mower and COVID's hit. You know, everybody doesn't know what the hell's going on in the world. 
you know, we're, we're forced to work from home hundred percent at the time. My getaway was walking. I started walking at the time. So that's part of my therapy as well. So I have a couple of things. I walk two and a half, three miles, five, six days a week now. Nice. And, and I try to push for like a 15 and a half, 16 minute pace, minute mile pace. And, uh, I'm up by the front, uh, by the street wheel falls off. I'm like, fuck, put it back on. There's no nut on it. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna have to make this work. So I'm pushing other side. The wheel falls off. Like I don't make it three feet. So I go inside and I said, honey, we're fucked. She goes, what? I said, we've got to spend money. I said, you know, we've been talking, I've been talking about getting a new mower and God bless my wife because she, she doesn't challenge me on a whole lot of things when it comes to purchases. Sure. She says, I said, all right, well I can get this mower. Cause I, I, I wanted the, I wanted the streaks, right? I wanted the lines when I mowed, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's the the, the Al Bundy, yeah. Like you know, hand in my in my yeah. my waist and and having a beer, laughing. And so I said, I can get this one, or I can get this one. You know, this one is is noticeably less expensive. And she goes, "Quit being frugal. We have the money." Get the one you want so that you're not bitching to me in two months that right. you bought the wrong one. Right. And so I bought this nice, you know, Cub Cadet 42 inch zero turn. And like you, it, it would take me an hour and a half, two hours to mow, weed eat, edge, blow everything yeah. out. I can mow in 17 minutes. This what? thing hauls ass. Nice. And so now I'll mow. It takes me longer to weed eat than it does oh, to mow. Of course. And so, but I can get everything done still in like 45 minutes. Wow. And so I've gained, you know, two, that's how I've gained an hour and a half, two hours back to my day. You gave yourself a raise. Right. hundred percent. And, and, and. Time is money. I'm, I'm in the shower, getting that nice cold shower afterwards, getting the cold beer, sitting out on the patio, listening to some tunes, looking at my damn yard. I love it. And, uh. You know, I, I, my neighbors have envy and, <laughs> you know, now uh, I'm, I'm that yard. So, um, tomorrow, uh, pick your own reason or circumstance. Um, but you know, several Brinks trucks back up into your house <clears throat> and fill your garage with more money than you and your wife and your kids and their kids and probably even their kids. Has the Mega Millions been pulled? Because that might be there now. Could, could spend before <laughs> they die. Yeah. What do you do with yourself? Um, pay off debt. Pay off mom and dad's debt. Okay. Pay off her mom and dad's debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then start this business that we've talked about. Um, you're going to you're gonna work? Yeah. Okay. Um, you're not going to go uh, hire a Sherpa and scale a mountain or fish seven days a week no. or, um, uh, we'll, travel. Yeah. We'll travel. Like we, we, we love going to the resorts down in Mexico. Sure. Um, you know, love taking the kids, you know, to the beach and things like that. And, and we'll, we would still do those, but I'm too busy. Like, like I, I don't, I'm fearful for what's about to happen to me in the fall. And I'll tell about, I'll talk about that in a second. But we would work and, and we would we would buy the land and we would open this youth training facility to focus on not only just offering training for for youth, for kids, for teams, um, you know, but we, we have built in a scholarship program for 
kids that are underprivileged. We've built in another rideshare type program for kids whose parents can't get them there. That's huge. Um, you know, as a parent, you understand that. And, and, and we were talking about that earlier. Like you got to figure out how the kids to get the kids here, here and here. And, and, you know, I have to do that too, because my, I work days. Yeah. My wife works nights. Right. And so, you know, we, we have to figure that out. And luckily my parents are retired. Her mom's retired. They help when, when needed much like tonight, but you know, we would build this thing and, and we've built a, a very solid business plan on this. It's next level. It's incorporating the technologies, um, that the professionals are using, Whoa. um, as far as, you know, gauging spins on baseballs, like you see the spin rate, if you watch baseball, like getting that technology, seeing the exit velocities off of bats, seeing spin rates on footballs, which is what's coming up next, uh, incorporating the VR training through the Oculus programs wow. and things like that. And so we would do that because I just felt myself get real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I know what all the, but yeah. But, but, and then, and then like we talked about earlier too, incorporating the hockey piece, right? Okay. Because hockey, youth hockey is, is big here, but it's not as big as it's going to be. Right. In my opinion. Right. Um, and so, you know, you don't want to be scrambling to get your facility when, it, if, you know, if it does right. go to the net, you don't want to, you want to be ahead of the game. Right. Like, like in we've, we've mapped out multiple sized facilities based on what we see from an availability standpoint to a dream world. And in a dream world, we're looking at a um, 70,000 square foot building, but we're looking at separate buildings built off of it that are all 15 to 20,000 square feet, one for hockey, one for wrestling, wow. uh, one for lacrosse. Um, and in and, and, and the main facility, it's going to have you know, indoor football fields for flag football because the league that is up north where I live they funnel their their flag program through the YMCA mm -hmm. because they don't have anybody that's taken same Steve, you know, yeah. taking the head on yeah. it. Well, why not offer that? And why not offer it in seventy two degree controlled climate compared to vitamin D is good for you is the only answer I could come up with. It is, but but if you've got these kids in February uh, and no pads because right. that's when it starts, and and they're out freezing, mom and dad are out freezing, yeah. and they're footing the bill. Yeah, you know, and and then and in turn you get rain. You know, you get, you get, you, you're able to do camps when it's hundred degrees out. Come on in. So this is, this is the road to satisfaction for you. I mean, you're not too far removed from not having kids in youth sports anymore. Uh, well, so, so when I, when I said to, to kind of piggyback what I said about, I'm fearful. So oh, yeah. for, for the last couple of years, I've coached my youngest in football. I've coached and, 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 you know, football goes from now until October for him. I've coached my oldest in baseball. Well, the last two years he's been on two different teams, both in the fall and he's played football. Okay. So, and I'm coaching both those baseball teams. Well, I'm done coaching. August 12th is the last tournament I'm doing. It's a charity tournament. It's for fun. We're going to have one practice just to get the kids out on the field before they go to this tournament, um, Ryan Grace Memorial. And then he goes to his club team. He starts football in high school. My youngest, he doesn't play football anymore. He said, I don't want to be pushed over and tackled. Uh, I respect it. He doesn't want to play baseball anymore, at least at this time. While it hurts me, I respect it. It's his decision. Um, He's playing golf. Oh yeah. And so he's, he's in a, 
I don't want to say it's a, it's an academy, but it's more than lessons because it's, there's like 30 kids there. Okay. Um, and, and the guy that teaches it, he, he is the private instructor and coach for all the top golfers in high school, uh, in the Northland. So the guy knows what he's doing. He, yeah. he, he actually has those golfers helping his classes. Cool. Um, it's pretty badass, And, and so like, I just downloaded this golf game on, uh, the Oculus. And I was playing it the other day and Reagan came up and he's like, Hey, I want to play. And so he got on there and was playing it and he's, he plays it for till the Oculus goes dead. Right. <laughs> um, and so he's, you know, he's loving that. So, you know, this fall, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because I'm going to have so much more free time. Right. right. We're not running like Tuesday was my day. Like that was my getaway because nobody had practice. Right. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do now. You're going to be hand pulling a lot of weeds i would think yeah well like i got asked to coach um the seventh grade team and and be one of the assistant coaches for for the club that he was on that both the kids were in but my new job i do have to travel ah and so i do have to go out to denver once a month uh colorado springs uh and so you know i told the head coach i'm flattered i would love to but that's not fair to those kids it's not fair to the rest of the coaching staff when i'm gone you know one or two weeks a month Right. And, you know, I wouldn't miss any games because I don't, we don't work weekends, right. but it's not fair to them. So, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have some free time come available quick and, and, and bunches. But, um, so this thing though, mm-hmm. uh, beyond your own kids and, and mind you, you don't, even know what expense means anymore like you're not this thing that you want to put together and launch and and get running like you're not there isn't any stress for it to generate um a profit or and break even to be nice but even if it loses money for 15 years you're not going to notice right i mean that's it that's that's really what you... Yeah, like. I want it there. And then the, how we have set it up and, and, you know, you know my background in, you know, food and operations and, and restaurants and operations and things like that. How we've built the business model, and this is kind of the fun part to me, is we've built it to franchise it. Okay. And I want to fran- I would like to franchise cool. it and grow it. Um, you know, we've built the, the package out to where we've saved everything of what is needed, right? And and, and how you do it and, and you know projections and budgets and, and, and all of those things. And I want to be able to go into meet with those other, you know, those club teams and say, Hey, look, I've got this. We, we, we did it as a specific name tied to an area code to where the name is transferable to each area that you go to. And all you do is flip out the area codes. Okay. Um, and, and I've, I've done some research in local areas around here and none of those are taken as far as websites or domains sure. or anything like that. And so, you know, the seven, eight, five, the, the nine, one, three, the three, one, six, sure. four, uh, whatever Springfield is four, eight, oh, four, one, seven, four, one, seven, you know, all of those are, are, are available too. And so I see a, the need in youth sports, um, for proper facilities because I see these club teams and, and I'm a, we're about to be a part of one where yes, they do a really good job, a good portion of them as far as setting up with proper instructors and paid coaches. And, um, you know, the, the, the team that he's going to on their page, they talk about how nearly every one of their players that goes through the high school program 
plays in college. Wow. And so, you know, I want to build something like that as well that, but not for that age, for the lower to get them ready for that. Cool. And, you know, some of it is a, is a passion just for kids. Yeah. Like, like after coaching, um, you know, flag football last year and seeing the joy out of these first and second graders, you know, not know, like see the joy that they don't realize how, how impactful their joy was on me. Mm. Cool. And, and, and to see, you know, our first play from scrimmage, we, we did a pitch, right. And we pitched it and our guy caught it and he's gone. Touchdown. Mm-hmm. Start of the season. First play. Right. Nice. But to see, cause it was uh five on five. Okay. Or no, eight on eight, excuse me, eight on eight. And so to see the other seven kids trailing him to celebrate with him. Nice. You know, that joy, like it, it, it gave me something to where, I don't want to say it's a purpose, but it gave me something to where it's like, you know what? That's fucking badass. Have like you, I want to experience that. Seen the Bob Menery TikTok where they, it's a right. I just saw it the other day, a mm-hmm. uh, handoff and they're tiny, They're little. I yeah. mean, it's tackle, but they're little hand off to this, uh, you know, just an end around mm-hmm. run. And, uh, he's like, uh, Oh, it's a, it's a run to the right for little Johnny. Um, and he, he makes, he rounds, he gets around the line and, you know, he turns the corner. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, you know, he rounds the corner and there's some open field. Oh, there's a flag. out, And as he's saying, there's a flag out. You see this linebacker coming and he just, fucking smokes him he's like uh oh he, he you know he rounds the corner and oh a flag is out oh and so is fucking johnny just crushes this kid i'll send it to you it's, i love awesome. that guy dude he's yeah. so great yeah but you know to see it there and, and see it in baseball and, and softball like i went and, and watched um a friend of mine was up in town and, and his daughter is 11 or 12 and they were playing softball and we didn't have anything going on the night and they were close. So I went and watched their softball game and the, the passion that these girls were playing with and, and the fun that they were having. Right. So they all have their walk-up songs and they have their dances and that's cool. The other team was, was, was had this song and it's playing and, and my buddy's team, they're out in the field and they know the song and it's got a dance to it. It's got a TikTok dance. And all of a sudden I look out and every single girl in the field is shaking and, and doing oh this number. God. You know, and, and, and I'm laughing my at, like That's I FaceTime awesome. Carly when that song came up and my wife and I let her watch it. Cause I'm like, you would love this so much. And, and, you know, that's like, I went through a phase when I coached my oldest and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not coaching him anymore is, is he needs more than what, not what that I can give him, but more than what he wants to take from me. If, if that makes sense. And it, it was hindering our relationship. And so but I can reference back to the joy of, of just working with him, you know, in the garage, soft toss, working sure. before he played football. So him playing football is, is a unique story in its own right because we would just be in the backyard playing catch. And, and he's like, one day he goes, Dad, teach me all the routes. He goes, I, I hear this route tree. And this was, he was in, uh, going into seventh grade. He goes, teach me whatever this route tree is. So I went and I pulled it up and I drew it out. I'm like, all right, now we're going to run these and you're going to run five of them each time so that you get him down. And so he did it and he did it. And he's like, he was, he's not catching. I mean, he, he couldn't have caught water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, here's how you catch, turn your hands, this, that, and the other. And then it clicked. 
So then he says to me, he goes, this, he goes, Hey dad, I think I want to play football this year. And I'm like, okay, well let's, let's look up and see. And, and so I reached out to a friend who's, uh, had played on our baseball team and, and he was heavily involved in an organization and he told me about it and tryouts were in a week. And I'm like, all right, well, you got lucky tryouts are in a week. They got pushed back because of COVID, you know, let's go, let's go do it. So we go to it. You can only have 32 on your roster. They had 30 returning eighth graders. He got cut. Oh shit. Devastated. Oh man. Didn't stand a chance. Team was phenomenal, but they, the coach saw enough in him to reach out to another coach and say, Hey, do you have any spots? We got a kid. He's a developmental kid. He's athletic. He's fast, but we don't have a spot for that. And so I had to convince Brody. I'm like, Hey, you didn't make it. Here's what's going on. They found you a spot and I don't want to go because he hadn't experienced the failure before. Mm. So I convinced him to go after the first practice. He's like, dad, this is fun. This was, uh, thank you for, for making me go. So he worked and, and, and his first year team was terrible. Couldn't, I mean, they couldn't block your dog upstairs. <laughs> okay. And, and so he was a wide, he's a wide receiver and he's a cornerback and he started the year rightfully so, you know, way down on the depth chart. And he ended the year with one target, one catch, negative three yards. Caught one on a bubble screen. He jumps for it, prototypical, jumps for it, gets absolutely throttled, hangs on, it's fine. So then they move to the offseason and they're working. He ended up, this his eighth grade year, he ended up leading the league in catches, yards, and touchdowns. What a turnaround. And, you know, it helped having a better, you know, line and, and, and all of those things. But so much so that we were at a uh, – he he beat they, – they do a preseason tournament, and each team gets 15 offensive plays. You do five, then you go on defense in your five, you rotate. And the team that cut him, in the 15 plays, we scored three touchdowns. He had two of them. Wow. And not like caught it, ran by people. And um, so after that, we go to a baseball tournament that weekend – and one of the kids that was on that team comes over to Brody and is like, hey, didn't you didn't you try out for us last year? He goes, yeah, and you guys cut me. He goes, we could use you this year. He goes, too bad you had your chance last year. Whoa, I'm that's like, a big turnaround from I don't want to go. Yeah, I'm like, good for you. And so, you know, then we played that team in the regular season, and um, it was awesome because we had gotten up big. Then they battled back. They were within three points. And fourth quarter, call it eight minutes to go, six minutes to go, something like that. We get the ball back uh, after they score, and Brody's quiet all game. Doesn't have a catch. A couple of targets, but they're overthrown or underthrown. And uh, he proceeds to get three catches on that drive for like 70 yards and a touchdown. Dang. And just it was that time. Is like, hey, let's take over. Sure, sure. And and the 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 game ceiling touchdown was just a ten yard in that he caught, and they were on the forty. He caught it on the thirty, and then darted towards the corner and outran the defense. Wow, it was awesome. That's awesome. You know, and and to see that, you know, see those type things. Even though it's my own kid, so it means obviously a little bit more. Yeah. But to see the progression, yeah, that's what leads to where we want to, would like to spend that money cool. is, is that. So right on, man. Uh, well, I definitely want you to, uh, keep me in the loop when and where appropriate with this project. Yeah. Um, uh, but I know you've got to get your truck 19 miles North here. 
I've got to retrieve a kid, find out what the other kid's doing, yeah, and yeah. feed two dogs. Um, but I really appreciate you coming. Um, and, you know, there's probably easily three more hours in us about 90s hip-hop oh. and rap that we could... We go there, we go Chiefs, we right? go Royals. Oh, I could tell you how I hate the NHL because... I was ready to to become a fan, lived in St. Louis, worked next to the Savas Center, and what do they do? They go on damn strike. Oh, yeah. So I gave, Happens. The, I gave the NHL my middle finger at sure. that point. Sure, Oh four, oh five, somewhere oh, in there. Oh four, yeah, for sure. So um, uh, I, I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you took me seriously and it's a, you know, in a, in a world of ghosting, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a, there's a lot of reasons out there why you could disengage sure. or just be like, man, I'm super busy. Uh, or n- plenty of people are straight up. I don't want to do that at all. So like, Oh, all right. Shit, yeah. My bad. No, man. I, I, uh, mark me down for, for the next go around, whatever works for you and your schedule and, and I'll make it work for mine. Um, you need I'm a gonna, time filler, whatever the case may be, man, this has been awesome. I'm going to put you right after Eric Hess's revisit episode i think that harry kess and i need to be on the same episode well that's he he <laughs> said uh that he and candy should come oh. together and i said that, that means i need another chair another mic and another headset brother so like pump the brakes and Tell him to, he makes a big bucks now oh yeah 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 <laughs> so Tell him to bring his own right <laughs> um but seriously man thanks i appreciate it uh, talk to you all right be good thank Bye. you You're going to have to wipe this chair down.